Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Seats Friday Football Show. I'm your host, Ben Sides. Happy Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. We are a week away, pretty much, for Christmas. So, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Um, well, almost, almost Christmas. But listen, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, good evening. Good evening to everybody. Good, you know, good afternoon to the West Coast. Hopefully, hopefully the West Coast is having a good week. week. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to today's show. Me and Ben Fair are going to recap, obviously, Week 15. We'll do what week 16 picks. Obviously, we'll talk about a little bit of the portal a little bit. But Ben Fair, what is going on? I'm having a good, good. You know what's crazy, man? Since you've been my co-host, it's been a great year for us, man. Because it's good. It's good for me. It's good for you. Bama is in the playoffs. For me, you know, you know, my Niners are full possession to keep that number one seed as long as they can take care of business. Shohei and Tani's a Dodger. You know, now on listen for a good week for a good week for this week. I just need Yamamoto to the Dodgers. If that happens, Lord have mercy, Ben Fair. I'm listen, man. I'm just having a good year so far. Um, I'm I'm just hoping that signing happens this week. But Ben Fair, what is going on? I got to shout out some real quick. I get, I got to give two sh- shout outs to my sisters real quick. Shout out. To, well, I'll shout her out next week as well. But <laughs> next week, her, her birthday's next week. So shout out to my sister Victoria. I love you, Victoria. And. I am a week away, um, not next week, but the following week is my sister's wedding, uh, wedding or or her marriage. So shout out to my sister Vivian. But anyways, um, Ben Farrell, how are you, my friend? We got a lot of things to talk about today, so I'm looking forward to it. How's it going, man? Uh, shout out to your sisters, man. Congratulations to them for their wedding. Congratulations for their upcoming birthday. Yes. Um, I've, I've been good, man. Aside from some ugly weather we've been having out here in L.A., man, I oh, can't boy. complain too much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, man, we'll talk about the transfer portals. Man, you know what, man? Here's the deal. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell the audience right now, right? Now, you can win the portal, but sometimes sometime when you win the portal, man, sometimes, sometimes, you know, it doesn't translate sometimes to college football sometimes because hashtag Texas A&M, right? They won the portal, like, what, two years ago? And then guess what? Then, no, they didn't, oh, they, didn't, they didn't win the portal. They won the recruiting class. There you go. There you go. That, that's what I meant. But you get the idea. So, with that being said, Ben, you want to shout out Ole Miss and Oregon, and then obviously Colorado. So Colorado, Oregon, and now uh, Ole Miss is dominating the portal. Tell ever tell the audience that who did Ole Miss, Ole Miss, and Colorado and Oregon, and shout out to Dante Moore. Hopefully, I, I hope you do well in Oregon. Backing up, backing up. I believe uh, who is he backing up? Dylan, Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel. There you go. So you can start out with Oregon real quick. You can start out with Oregon real quick. All right, so for Oregon, yeah, so they, they haven't done a ton in the transfer portal, uh, but they have done a good amount of pretty much solidifying their quarterback spot for the yeah. next two years. Um, you know, they, they're, they're losing some players to a couple other schools, um, but their big additions obviously have been replacing Bo Nix. Um, Bo Nix, yep. Bo, Bo another quarterback that they got from the transfer portal just two years ago when Dan Lanning first came to Oregon. Um, and now, um, obviously, he had two years of Bo Nix, and then now Bo's going to the NFL, so you got to replace him. And what does Dan Lanning do? He goes out and he gets Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. Um, I, I said this on Twitter uh, like a week or two ago. I'm not a fan of some of these guys coming back to college for their sixth or seventh year. Um, 
I get it. You know, you, you want to try and play football as long as you can. You know, you don't want to have to try and move on to something different and, you know, go after a new career path. You know, all these guys want to make it to the NFL. But to yeah. me, like, if you're in college for six, seven years, that should be a sign to you that, hey, there, there's probably not a future beyond college no. uh, for, for me playing football. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, a phenomenal quarterback, a great, yes. great college quarterback. It's just yes. due, due to his size and a couple of things about his game, he's not, yeah. not going to be able to translate everything he does at, at the college level to the NFL. So I get why he comes back. You know, he wants to try yep. and make as much money as he can playing the game of football. But at the same time, now you're hurting Dante Moore. Um, yep. Dante Moore easily could have went and transferred to another school after leaving yep. UCLA. But, yep. uh, you know, he, I guess he believes in Dan Lanning. He likes what Oregon has for its future. And so, he, so Dante Moore also made the decision to um, go to Oregon. This – this was talked about like when the transfer portal opened up that Oregon would get both quarterbacks. And yep. I thought, I thought no way in heck. Um, yeah. I thought, you know, maybe they get one, but definitely not two, and especially, yeah, me neither. you know, those two guys being Dylan and Dante, two guys yep. more than capable of being college starters. Yep. And Don, Dante, you know, I thought he transferred from UCLA. I mean, one to get, get away from his head coach, but two, yep. To, to go to a school in which he was going to start. No, I mean, yeah. obviously to get – I mean, I think he's gonna, he was going to get better wherever he went. But, yeah. like, I thought he was going to transfer from UCLA to be a starter from from yeah. the yeah. from his, the day yeah, he stepped into the program until the day he goes into the NFL. I thought that's what he wanted to be was just to be a starter. See, if, so, um, Ben, if you were him, instead of Oregon, let's just say we was in Oregon, what do you think he should have gone to in your opinion? I mean, I, I would have gone. I mean, I'm still shocked. No one has gone to Texas A&M yet. I agree. Like, so what does that tell you? I don't know, dude. I mean, I, I think there must be still some questions in the air on some of their guys, whether they're going to go pro or not. But Texas A&M, to me, has, like, the best weapons you could possibly have right now that, that, that haven't declared for the portal or haven't declared for the NFL yet. I mean – Texas A&M has a three-headed wide receiving core. Yes, like, they do. They got Noah Thomas, who's a six-six-six-seven big-body receiver. Um, you have a former uh, – I, for, I forget his name, but then you have Evan Stewart. Evan Stewart yep, yep, is, is yep. one of the best wide receivers in the entire country, and yep. he could really benefit from having a quarterback on the level of Dante Moore or Dylan yep. Gabriel or yep. some of these other high-quality quarterbacks. So – I think maybe people are questioning maybe a little bit about Mike Elko, maybe. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm shocked Texas A&M hasn't landed one of these big-name quarterbacks, or at least yet. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, shout-out to Oregon, and I hope uh, – I mean, listen, the Oregon always has weapons. It's definitely going to help more, and it's definitely going to help Gabriel for sure. Now, let me, let me let me ask you this. What's your thoughts with your guy – by the way, babe, you know why we're the same? See, I support Kyle Shanahan's. Um, the tree. So obviously, I, I like to uh, I like to support uh, you know Mike McDaniel, Robert Sala, and obviously D'Amico Ryan's. Right? You like to support the, the Nick Saban disciples. Obviously, you know Kiffin. Obviously, the John, Kirby, you know, Steve um, Sarkeesian. There you go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. See, but you know what's crazy, Ben? No one's giving Ole Miss credit. I mean, I, I mean, and, and I know 
people on the media like to get on Lane Kiffin because he hasn't been beating Nick Saban yet. But at the end of the day, man, he's recruiting Ole Miss. Like, bro, this guy is doing so fucking good. Go ahead, tell the people out there uh, about Ole Miss's recruiting because they're recruiting like crazy, man. So yeah, I I love me some disciples of of Nick of Nick Saban. Um, you know, I, I like seeing guys go to new programs to be head coaches. I like seeing guys, you know, continue, you know, being maybe a positional coach or maybe continue yep. being a court, some type of coordinator, offensive defense coordinator. I like seeing those yep. guys go to other schools and still be able to showcase their talent uh, within the coaching world. Uh, and Lane Kiffin, I mean, Aside from Kirby Smart, Lane Kiffin's been the next best uh, disciples at, that left under Nick Saban. Um, obviously, Nick or obviously Lane's not a true disciple of of, of Saban because obviously he had his uh, career in the coaching world before coming to Bama to be our OC. Right. But obviously, I, I would say Saban maybe you know, corrected some of the, the big things Kiffin was doing on a, on a regular basis. He helped basis. Kiffin, and he definitely – he helped Kiffin, he definitely helped Sarkeesian. Keep going, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he, he definitely – he definitely – I would say, like, what he did with Lane Kiffin was he made Lane a lot more mature. Like yes, Lane, Lane, yes. Lane was very immature during his time at USC. He was immature yep. a little bit at his time at, what, Tennessee. He was yep. immature a little bit at his time at FAU. Yep. Um, and, and that Ole Miss, you, you've seen, I mean, you saw him grow up at Alabama, but you've really seen him grow up at Ole Miss. Yes. Um, and, and this year, you know, after, um, you know, a, another 10 win season, his second 10 win season at Ole Miss, That's the, only, good. The, yes. the only coach to ever have 10 wins at, at Ole Miss is Lane Kiffin. So that right there just shows you the, the work he's done and just yes, sir. time. And now this year. Uh, he's got a team that a large majority of it of it, it all, is all coming back. Uh, obviously, he's going to lose his star wide receiver and Trey Harris to the NFL, yeah. but yeah. he replaced Trey Harris with Antoine Wells, a wide receiver Ooh. from South Carolina. Antoine Ooh. Wells, I believe, was the either the number one or number two ranked wide receiver in the transfer portal. So he went and got himself somebody to replace Trey Harris. The big issue for Ole Miss last year, and, and it's been a big issue for Ole Miss for quite some time. The weapons? Had, the weapons? No, not the weapons at all. They they produce weapons. They put running backs in the NFL. They've put tight ends in the NFL. They, yes, they do. They do. In the NFL. One thing Ole Miss has not done in recent memory is put in high quality defensive players. Yes, they have. Yep. And, yep, and yep. what and what did Lane Kiffin go and do in the defense? This this is what's been so impressive about what Lane Kiffin did is because we all know him for his offense. Yes. And one thing Lincoln Riley does not yep. do is, is ever address defense. There and this go, is yep. why this is why I've always believed that Lane is a better quarterback than Lincoln. Yes. And simply because Lincoln, or Lane Kiffin, realized his defense wasn't a primary issue this last yep. season. Yep. If his defense, if his defense was better, there's a chance Lane Kiffin's playing in the college football playoffs. There's a chance. There's a there's a chance that Ole Miss could have been the best team in the SEC this year if they had a better defense. 
So what? So Lane Kiffin went out and got Walter Nolan, the best defensive transfer, the best player period in the entire portal. He's a defensive tackle. He was the number one player in the class of 2022. The kid is a freaking star. Yes, and he then, is. and then to go, he went and put two guys next to him. And Princely, you, you, uh, I forget how to pronounce his name, but he's an edge rusher from Florida. Uh, the guy could have gone pro. He would have been a, probably a third-round pick, but he decided mm-hmm. to come back to college. And guess what? He goes to Ole Miss. He was the All number. Right. He was the number one edge rusher in the portal. And guess what? Lane Kiffin said, "You know what? We need a bit more defense. Let me go get Tyler Barron, the second best defensive edge in the portal. He's he's a he's okay, an edge, Lane. Okay, Lane. Okay. He's he, he's an edge rusher from Tennessee. Uh, so." That's three. So he's already gotten four guys from within the division, a wide receiver, three defensive linemen. And he says, you know what? I'm still not done. I'm, I'm still not even done from getting players within the SEC. Yeah. So he goes and gets the Cameron Richardson from Mississippi State, one of the best corners in the transfer portal. Uh-huh. He, he says, you know what? We're still not done defensively. We need oh, my to be, God. We need to be – a nightmare on defense next year. We need a defense that can keep up with our offense. So what's he do? He goes and gets the number one linebacker in the portal and Chris Paul Jr. from Arkansas. Yet again, another guy who easily could have gone pro and could have been a third or fourth round pick. And Lane Kiffin got these guys to stay in college, not only stay in college, but leave the college they were at to come to Ole Miss and try and play for him and trying to achieve whatever the goal is. And I'm assuming the goal is, is to win the national championship. But Ole Miss has been the best team in the portal. And that's saying a lot because there, there's been a couple other teams that have done great jobs. But uh, Ole Miss, man, they, you know, they were they're able to keep a large percentage of their offense, but they're not, you know, able to keep a good percentage of their defense and some of the defense, right. the guys they have aren't elite level talent. So right. shout out Lane Kiffin for realizing his weakness and addressing it in the portal, but not only addressing it in the portal, but getting the best player that he could possibly get for those positions that he needed to fill. Shout out Lane Kiffin for an extraordinary job. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, with that being said, Colorado, man, because remember, Ben, the sky is falling in Colorado, the year one, yada, yada, yada. Oh, well, right. Year two. Go ahead, Ben. Colorado is dominating. They got an offensive lineman. He, they're doing a good job, man. People are not saying it, but of course we are because we're podcasting. We keep it real on the show. So go ahead, man. Tell to people about Colorado. They are also dominating the portal once again. Yeah, Colorado, probably the second best team in the portal, just behind uh, Ole Miss. And depending on depending on how you look at it, you could potentially say Colorado has the best recruiting class or the best transfer class. Um, Colorado's biggest, like we when I was talking about Ole Miss, Ole Miss' biggest weakness last year was defense, right? And they addressed it. Colorado, Colorado. yep, Colorado, biggest weakness last year was offensive line. And defense. Yep. So, so what did they go and do? They, their best player is 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 a D lineman, Quincy Wiggins from LSU. So now you got a guy that you can put on the line and, and potentially get pressure on the quarterback, potentially get in the backfield and, and stop the run. 
Great addition. Um, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave the biggest name, my favorite addition, till last. Okay. Uh, okay. Press. So once again, they need a defense. So what they go and do? They went and got Preston Hodge from Liberty. Preston Hodge as was just a sophomore last year and was one of the best one of the best safeties in the entire country. Uh, I believe he had three or four interceptions, had like eight or ten pass deflections. Uh, yep was one of the premier tacklers on that Liberty defense last year, which was actually a pretty good defense. So yeah. you know, you're, and you're, you're most likely, I believe you're losing Shiloh Sanders, uh, yep. son who plays safety for him. So now you can add in, you can replace him with Preston Hodge. Terrific, yep. terrific replacement. Um, we had mentioned offensive line, was a nightmare last year. That was their biggest um, need. Biggest need. Yep. Absolute yep. biggest need was offensive line. Shador Sanders got sacked like seventy a lot. times. More than more, uh, than more than Sam Howell. More than Sam Howell. Yeah, he got he got sacked more than Sam Howell in fewer oh my games. Goodness. So that you know that just showed you that they needed to beef up the offensive line. I, I, I think Shador also needs to stop being so much of a pocket passer. I think some I of that can I think some of that some of the sacks that he took contri- yep. contributed to him staying yep. in the pocket too long and not yep. extending plays outside of the pocket and Pass. try to yep. make something happen with his legs or or just move himself away from the defenders to give him, you know, more time to, to throw the yep. ball downfield. So hopefully Shador can can do that next year. But anyways, they went out and revitalized their entire offensive linemen. And they didn't yep. just go out and get reg, like normal offensive linemen and, and hope that they work. They went out and got guys who have proven it in the, at yep. the college level for multiple seasons that they are quality alignment. They went and got Tyler Johnson from Houston. Yep. They went and got Justin Myers from UTEP. They went and got Jakari Walker from UConn. Um, they went and got Khalil Benson from Indiana. And they went and got Van Wells from Oregon State. Oregon State just did a phenomenal job at protecting, at giving, um, uh, what's his name, Damian Martinez, the ability to run the ball. He allowed, you know, we just saw Oregon State offensive line allow DJ Ujulele to have the best season of his college career. So to get yep. a guy from from Oregon State was a great addition. Um and, and another big addition that they got, like I mentioned, their best transfer of the entire portal was a D lineman. They went yep. and got An, they went and got Anquin Barnes, a, a defensive tackle from Alabama. Anquin Anquin Barnes was, I believe, a top five player at his position coming out of high school as a defensive tackle. Anquin Barnes has unfortunately never got to play at Bama in his two years there because he we have such a deep depth chart on our defensive front. So Anquin Barnes is going to be a great addition for this team. But the addition that I love the most of what Colorado did was we know they have an extraordinary wide receiving room, right? Yes. Um, you know, they got Jimmy Horn. They have Travis Hunter. Um, yep. They have uh, Xavier Weaver. Um, mm-hmm. They got they have they had a freshman last year as well, Marion something. I forget his last name. But you know they had some nice weapons, so you think you you would think they're not going to get another another wide receiver. Wrong. Yep. They went out and to me and got the best wide receiver in the portal, uh, Will Shepard out of Vanderbilt, a six foot three, fringe six foot four, two hundred and five pound 
big body wide receiver, which this team desperately needed. When you go and look at Colorado's wide receivers, yes, yes, they're all extremely talented, but not one of them is six foot one or taller. No, they're all no. they're all six foot or shorter. And short, you yep. need you need a big body wide receiver for your quarterback to just throw it up to and and allow the wide receiver to go make a play, right? And so to get Will Shepard, a guy who's six three, six four, proven it the last two years at Vanderbilt against SEC opponents that he is a dominant force and could have been even more dominant had you know Vanderbilt just had a quarterback. Yep. Um, he's going to be an incredible addition to this team. I I truly expect Will Shepard to be the second best receiver on this team. Um, oh. I, th- I think Travis Hunter is going to have a monster career. And yeah. then I think I think Will Shepard is going to be right there behind Travis Hunter and then Xavier Weaver and Jimmy Horn right after that. But look out for Colorado, man. Um, I know we all hyped him up last year at the beginning of the season, and we all hyped him up. What, it's the first their, year. Yeah. Their, 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 first, their first three games into the season when they started undefeated. But yeah. I true I truly believe though that this Colorado team is they're definitely going to be a bowl eligible team next year. Yes, they're, yes. They're, they're they're going from you know probably the greatest Pac-12 season ever. Uh, you know the Pac-12, the Big 12 yeah. the, the Pac-12. No, they're not going to the big. They're going to the Big Twelve. Yeah, the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah going yeah. from the Pac-12 to the Big Twelve and the Big Twelve. Well, the big you gotta remember the Big Twelve just lost the two best teams in that conference. Yeah, they yeah. they lost they lost Texas and they lost Oklahoma. Yeah. So the next best team in the Big Twelve is what Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not a team you should necessarily worry about. Yeah, um, Oklahoma well, State. I thought, wait, wait, I thought Colorado was going to the Big Ten, though. Was that, is that USC, UCLA? That's it, right? That's yeah. It's just y'all. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, they're oh, they're okay. they're going. They're in the Big Twelve, so they're in they're in there with uh with Oklahoma, yeah, 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 yeah. No, not Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma and Texas are in the SEC now. Remember? Oh fuck! For fuck's sake! Let's so they're they're, right, with, yeah. they're they're with Arizona. Arizona's going to be a great team next. Oh year. my god, that's going to be a fun conference. Yeah, it, it, it won't be that fun. Arizona will be the best team in that conference next year. Mm. Uh, Colorado will probably be the second best team in that conference. Okay. Uh, like I said, you might have to worry about Oklahoma State. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Ollie Gordon can be a nightmare. I mean, and then Utah. So I mean, it's a four. It's a four-five team-headed race. Um, I expect Colorado to finish second, though, in that division. I think I think Arizona is the best team in the Big Twelve next year. Okay, all right. But I just I just, I'll just give you a post right now by the one on Twitter. Um, but we're gonna give a shout out. Speaking of Lane Kiffin, he just got. I mean, you know, he's dominating in the portal. Uh, he's just get, he's getting an extension through twenty twenty eight. Look at Lane yep. Kiffin staying in school in Ole Miss. Look at that, Ben. Other coaches are leaving. Look at that. Can we shout out Lane Kiffin, Ben? ben look at that. Anyways. I love I love me some Lane Kiffin, man. Yes, sir. He's never gonna leave Ole Miss. Look at that. All right, now no, he, he 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 will leave Ole Miss eventually. Like Uh-oh. I'm telling I'm really? telling you, yes, he'll leave Ole Miss eventually. Like if Nick Saban were to retire tomorrow, and so let's just say Kirby Smart turned down the Alabama job, 
right. in the Alabama job went to Lane Kiffin next. Lane Kiffin would leave Ole Miss in two seconds to come back to Alabama and be there. I know shit. Wait, Alabama, yeah, Bama to to miss. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, if, if Bama's job right yeah. there, of course you have to do it. You have to do it. That um, that to me though is the only job Lane Kiffin will ever leave Ole Miss for. Like, if he's never offered the Bama job, or if he never gets the Bama job because Kirby Smart takes it, which I I still believe Kirby is the predecessor to Nick Saban at Bama. Yes. I um. I think Lane Kiffin stays at Ole Miss forever if if he never gets the opportunity to coach at Bama. Yes, that's for sure. Now, now let me ask you this now. Now, what's your advice? Because now Malachi Nelson's in the transfer portal. I don't know what happened to USC. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. We weren't there. But if you're Malachi Nelson, if you're if you're talking to him right now, what team are you go, are you are you telling him to go to in, in the portal, Ben? One, once this is this is also a, a. I'm so shocked on how many quarterbacks are in this portal from the I same agree, draft, from, and and they're all from the same draft class like Melikai Nelson, Dante yep. Moore. You know, you got three or four other Aiden Childs. You know, three quarterbacks that were all within the same draft class, yep. are the same high school class, all into the portal at the same time. It, it's, it's honestly kind of crazy. I agree. Um, but Malachi Nelson, man, um, if I was Malachi Nelson, I would go – I would take my name out of the portal right now. Mm. Um, like I said, unless you're, unless you're going to go to, like, like I said earlier, Texas A&M. Um, Malachi Nelson, dude, I understand, you know, you want to be a starter, right? That That's always been your dream. Obviously, you come to USC – and you already have Caleb Williams in front of you for a year, right? So you, you, you know you know coming into college you're not going to start as a freshman, right? Mm-hmm. So you, and you came into college hurt, and you also got hurt again in college. So you you weren't really able to showcase anything to Lincoln Riley and to USC yep. because you were just constantly hurt throughout the season. Uh-huh. Um, they bring Caleb Williams leaves for the draft. Are you know we, we all know he's going to leave for the draft, despite yep. rumors saying he might come back or he might transfer. <laughs> That's not I happening. It. I doubt it. Yeah, like, I, doubt it. I, I heard a rumor he was coming back to college to transfer to Ohio State because he wanted to play for Ryan Day. Like, shut the fuck imagine. up, people. Imagine, he, imagine. He, why? Why would anyone want to play for Ryan Day? Um, but anyways, um, Malachi. So, you know, now you're about to go into your sophomore season. You, you yep. potentially could be the starter. And Lincoln Riley goes out and gets Will Howard from Kansas yep. State. Yep. Um, I get it. Will Howard, you know, he's the veteran quarterback. He's been in college five, six years. Yep. Um, you know, he's, um, you know, made runs in, in, in college before. He's put up good numbers in college. He's yep. not. He's not a prototypical NFL quarterback. Nope. And to me, Malachi should see that and say, yep. "Hey, this dude's not going to be an NFL level quarterback, but I am. Let me yep. stay here. Let me stay here at USC and, and compete show yep. my, and show my head coach and show yep. my teammates that I'm the better fucking quarterback. Like there yep. would be nothing better for a quarterback, especially as the second string quarterback." To say, hey, you know what? I know I'm better than this guy that you just brought in. Yeah. Like you recruited me 
as one of the best quarterbacks of my class. You recruited me as one of the best players of my entire class. Let me go out and show you, heck, let me go out and show you, Coach Kiffin or Coach Lincoln Riley. Um, but instead, too many of these kids, and this goes beyond just Malachi, too many of these kids, dude, are just running from the competition. Like, I they, agree. They want the, the jobs handed to them. Like they, they, they're acting like they're just supposed to be given the respect instead of earn the respect. Um, I, I just don't know why you would want to leave another school when your head coach, as much as we ridicule on him and, and yeah. talk crap on him from time to time, the guy is an offensive genius. The guy yeah, is, is the guy is a quarterback guru. Like yeah. The only and I, I wrote in my I wrote an article about it a couple of weeks ago. The only schools and, and I'm not even talking about head coaches. I'm talking about yep. schools. The only yep. schools to produce quarterbacks at the same level as Lincoln Riley is Alabama with Bryce Young, yep. Tua, and Jalen Hurts. All three yep. of them Heisman contenders. Obviously, Jalen yep. was a Heisman contender. Guess what? Under Lincoln Riley. Yep. Yep. So Lincoln, so Alabama, three Heisman contenders in the last what five, six in the last six, seven years at quarterback. Yep. Lincoln Lincoln Riley had Jalen Hurts, he had Kyler Murray, he had yeah. Caleb Williams, and Baker he had ba- Baker the Faker. Yep. This man yep. has three Heisman winners at quarterback, and That's he crazy. had a fourth, he had a fourth one in Jalen Hurts be a contender. So he's That's had crazy. four Heisman level quarterbacks within a seven or eight year period. No other school has even really come close except Bama and Ohio State. Yep. Ohio State, Ohio State obviously had Justin Fields, they yep. had CJ Stroud. Um, and I don't think I don't think what's his name? Um the guy that Washington drafted at quarterback. I don't think he was a Heisman contender, was he? It was Washington, Washington, Washington. Uh, the guy we the guy we drafted quarterback a couple years ago, and he went to Pittsburgh, and unfortunately, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Oh, oh, R.I.P. Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, R.I.P. Dwayne. I don't think Dwayne was a Heisman contender, but still, Ohio State. You know, they have two or three Heisman level quarterbacks in the last seven or eight years. Like yeah. no other school, let alone head coach, has even come close to that um, on an individual level outside of those outside of Ohio State, Alabama, that can even come yep. close to what Lincoln Riley has done. So, like, yep. for me, you're the you're one of the best players at your position within your class. You still have – like, you could have done what Dante Moore did. Dante Moore transferred to Oregon knowing he's still going to have to sit. If anything, if you're Malachi Moore, I don't – or if you're Malachi Nelson – if Dante Moore, who is better than you, yeah. is able to just say, hey, you know what? I think sitting another year behind a you know a veteran quarterback could really benefit me. Yeah. Obviously, you know, people are like, well, he left UCLA and went to Oregon. That's 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 just a career fit, man. Obviously, exactly. Oregon's yeah. Oregon, Oregon's just gonna get better talent. You know, there's Oregon's going to allow you to showcase a lot more than what UCLA is. There's not many schools that are going to allow you to showcase what you can do on the football field, especially offensively, better than USC. 
Like, yeah. I just don't know why Malachi entered his name in the portal. And especially because, like, some of the teams he's being, like, targeted to just aren't on don't the same sense. level. Don't make sense. They, they, right, they aren't right. on the same level as you guys. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. And God bless him. I hope we chose the right school. I mean, shit. Yo, Iowa may fuck. I mean, why not? Fuck you. Just try it. At least. At least. That's never going to happen. And Iowa should go. Iowa should go get him. Like, Texas A&M should go get him. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want Miami to get a good quarterback, but like Miami needs a quarterback. Like, uh, man, there's. I just hope he goes to the good, good school, like you said. Man. I, agree. I, agree. I, just, I, just, I want to support every player. Just go to the right uh, school. Now, if you want to go to a school because yada 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 and, and be the guy, but whatever. But guess what, Ben? We told Drake May on this podcast. Listen, man, I guess you didn't want to smoke in, in Bama. I guess you didn't want a competition against Jalen. Whatever. It is what it is. And he wants to see whatever. All right. Now, um, anything else? No, he would have. He would have. He would have been in quarterback. He would have been in a quarterback battle with uh, Bryce Young, which he never would have won. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, any, hell, he, hell, he probably he might not even beat out Jalen Milrow. No, I agree with that one. And guess what? What did I tell you about Drake May? I have no idea. Now, um, any more news about college football? Uh, are we done now? Are we done? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, we still got Cam Ward, probably yes. the hottest prospect in the transfer yeah. portal. Um, I still, I still believe there's a world. Like I, I kind of hope Cam Ward goes to the draft. I don't want to see Cam Ward because Cam Ward's being targeted to go to Miami and be their quarterback. Miami, Miami's going to be a dumpster fire next year. That's what um, Kev said. I mean, that's what he said on overall. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. yep. Yeah, I, th- I think Miami's going to be a dumpster fire. I would hate to yeah. see Cam Ward. Like we all thought Cam Ward was going to transfer last year. Uh, no, a lot of people did not expect Cam Ward to stay at Washington State for another year. Yep. And we, we all saw the reason why he should have transferred. They started off super strong and then ended yep. the season just as bad as Colorado did. Yep. And so the last thing I want to see Cam Ward do is go to Mich- go to Miami, be on another bad team, and possibly hurt his draft stock again. Because you got to remember, yep. when Washington State was on that roll at the beginning of the year – Cam Ward not only was a Heisman contender, but Cam yep. Ward was being talked about as a top five pick. And now Cam yep. Ward being talked about as a second or third round selection, which is why Cam hasn't announced that he's going to go pro yet and is still, you know, debating coming back to college. I hope Cam just decides to go pro, go get drafted in the second or third round. You're, I mean, if you get drafted in the second or third round, you're probably going to go to a better team anyways. Because you're probably yeah, going to exactly. get picked, you're probably going to get picked up by a school by a by a team that already has a quarterback for the next couple of years. So you right. can just you can just sit, mature, keep working on your mechanics, keep familiarizing yourself with the playbook and the players. Right. Um, I, I think I think him doing that is more beneficial than coming back to school and no Ben you're and, preaching and, and no, trying to play on a terrible on trying to play for a terrible program. No Ben, I'll you're preaching because I'll make an example, right? Sam Howell, right? He remember when he was hot that year? I forget what year. Yeah, but but Sam, it's, the difference is like Cam Ward is going into his fifth year. Sam Howell, oh, okay. Sam Howell couldn't go into the NFL after that year because he was only a sophomore. That's true. Like, That's true. Sam, that, yeah. Sam, Sam just couldn't go pro. I'm sure Sam would have went pro because Sam would have been a first round pick that year. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and remember, he was projected to be going to be in the first round, and there's a reason why he was a first rounder. That we know why now. Um, but other than that, yeah, um, we'll see what happens. Me and Ben will let you know about Malachi Nelson and other players. Um, as, as yeah, said, I mean, over. there there's great quarterbacks. You got Malik Murphy still, yes. who's yes. that's that's our boy Cavs guy. He's projected yes. to go to. He's projected to actually go to Duke currently. Wow. Saying, okay. Okay. Duke. Let's go, Duke. Okay. Yeah, they got to replace Riley Leonard somehow. So yeah. Malik Murphy would be a great addition. Uh, obviously, like I said, you got Cam Ward. You got Malachi Nelson. Um, you still got DJ Ujulele out there. Yes. Um, you still got Jordan McC- uh, McLeod, who yes. was phenomenal, phenomenal at JMU last year. Uh, yes. And then KJ Jefferson also entered his name in the portal two or three yes. days ago. So um, w- it, there's, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there. Uh, college football next season should be extremely interesting. That's fast. So we're going to watch it all, Ben. And, and please, all these quarterbacks in the, in the portal, please choose the right team. If you do, me and Ben will watch you. All right. With that being said, and by the way, set up the dinner with Daniel. He announced he's going to pro. And we'll see what – I hope he goes to a good team. All right. With that being said, uh, let's go with the Week 15 recap. Now, Ben, Chargers, Raiders, Lord have mercy. You know what's crazy, Ben? So let me tell you this, right? I mean, I was chilling. I was chilling. And, you know, you know, I was talking to one of my friends, yada, yada, yada. My boy Ralph and my boy JB text me saying, are you watching the Raider game, Charger game? I'm like, no, because I, I want to watch it after the – you know, you know what I do, Ben? Uh, before the show, I use I watch tape, right? So I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know what? After the game, I watch tape. So I go on Twitter and look at the score. I'm like, there's no fucking way, right? No fucking way. So you know, so you know, I, I you know, I stop watching that score. So I go, I you know, I wait until the game is over. I see um, the Raiders winning 63 to uh, one, 63 to 21. So and that's a fireball offense to Staley. Uh, this is what he deserves. Um, by the way, I hope Charger fans, I want Charger fans to be happy. Listen, I hope they choose the right guy uh, because we, we, you can't wait Justin Herbert. They still, they still have talent in this team when healthy. Because, Ben, like you said, when this team is healthy, they're a good team. Uh, choose the right coach. Um, ben Fair, please tell your Bama, Alabama, uh, you know, you know, um, you know Bama, um, you know, um, guys to beat Michigan because there's a possibility, possibility that the Chargers want Jim Harbaugh. I, I, you know, I hope they choose that man. But listen, at the end of the day, choose the right coach. God, God bless Charger fans. This man, Staley, is out because this man should have been fired out of the Jacksonville Jaguar game. Um, but, but Ben, Raider fans and Raiders in general, please, please, please keep Pierce. I like the locker, uh, like what I see from this guy in the locker room. He's doing a good job. I just hope they choose the right quarterback fans. If they do, they do well in the draft. They do well in free agency. This Raider team will be fun to watch with Pierce. Now, Ben, what do you have to say to our guy, Big Baby, and Charger fans? Because I'm just hoping for Charger fans' sake that they choose the right coach. That's all. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, I remember you and I were texting during this game. Um, yes. I told you, I couldn't believe the score to this. Um, you know, halftime, it was, what, 42 to nothing? I mean. Ben, I, you're, 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 you're like, you're like, is this a Georgia TCU? I mean, it's kind of ironic like, because what is this? Go ahead, go ahead. It, like, you know, the week before this game, this was the same Vikings team that, that put up zero points in an overtime loss to, to the Vikings. 
So this is that's why I was so flabbergasted. Yeah, Raiders, yeah, Raiders, yeah, Raiders, yeah. Yeah, the Ra- the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders yeah. were the same team that put up zero against Minnesota yeah. in that overtime game, you yeah. know, the week just before this one. Um, and so, like like I said, at halftime when I saw it was forty two nothing, I was like, I'm not even going to turn this game on. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was I was busy and couldn't watch the first half, but like, like once I saw the score, I was like, I'm not turning this on. I didn't want to watch the game, period, because I thought it was going to be atrocious. I thought it was going to be another super low-scoring game. And then Aiden O'Connell came out looking like Brett Favre. I mean, yeah, like, and they, they, they did this, bro. They did this also without Josh without Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I mean, shout-out shout out Zamir White. You know, he, he went out there and yeah. had a, a pretty good game. Amir Abdullah had, went out there and had a pretty good Goldie game. Myers, for yeah. the, for the, the little amount of carries that he had. Uh, yeah, Jacoby Myers went out and put up another touchdown on the board. Um, Michael Michael Mayer got himself another touchdown for yeah. his rookie rookie season. Yeah. Um, Devontae Adams was spectacular. Trey Tucker yeah. was spectacular. Yep. Um, I but it almost felt like man that like this Chargers team before the game just came together and was like, you know what, we're not gonna play a lick of defense because like. When you watch the game, like there was no energy, dude. There was no, no. energy on, on either side of the ball. Like it would just looked like the, the the everyone on the Chargers had the same idea of like we're just gonna get blown out so so we can get our head coach fired. Um, and I was like, don't, don't tell me this is TCU and USC defense. Please don't tell me that, it, dude. I mean, dude, it was one of the worst displays I've ever seen on a football field. Like I've never <laughs> seen. I've I've never seen professionals play this fucking bad before. Like, the, 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 and and Vince, the crazy thing is, is like, this really could have been a sixty-three to seven game or sixty-three. Yeah, I agree. Game. I agree. Like, I agree. Because both the Joshua Palmer touchdown or the Joshua Palmer touchdown was big as shit. That was a big yep. wide open touchdown. They played no defense yep. on that. Uh, and then the the Quentin Johnson touchdown. You know why he was wide open. So. Um, oh, by, the way, by the way, Ben, who did Quentin Johnson play for in college? TCU. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I'm not getting on the rookie. Well, let me ask you this. I think Samari's on the, on the something. Should NFL teams watch out for drafting TCU receivers? I think I think Samari's on the something. Listen, I'm not getting on the kid yet. He's a rookie. But I think Samari's on the something with TCU receivers. Is he? I mean – I, I mean, outside of Clinton Johnson, I mean, when was the last time we heard about a TCU wideout? Like, I mean, I, you could say it, but, I mean, I, I'm not going to hold it to him just because he's from TCU. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna hold it to him just because I don't think he's as good as people thought he was. I didn't – me personally, I didn't have a first-round grade on him. I, I definitely didn't think he was one of – I definitely didn't think he was one of the three best receivers in his class. Um you know, you can go back and watch games from his from his time at TCU. Yeah, he had some games where he blew up, but he also had some games where he absolutely disappeared. I mean, look at look at the Georgia game, for instance. He was absolutely irrelevant in the national no, he was. game. Like he had just had a big game against what Ohio State or or Michigan, yeah. whoever they beat to get into the Natty last year. He had a big game. Yeah. And then in the biggest game of his entire college career, he w- he was irrelevant. I mean, obviously, so was his quarterback, but Quentin Johnson 
he, he was nowhere to be found. So nope. I think I think the guy's got some talent, but I don't think he's as good as people thought he was. Well, they thought that he was going to be their next Mike Williams, which I didn't see that, but I, that's what they but, thought. And, 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 and my thing is, is like if you think a guy is going to be your next Mike Williams, avoid it. Like, what has yeah. Mike Williams ever proven to us that he can stay consistent? Like, I'm not even talking about the injuries. Yeah. Mike yeah. Williams, when when healthy, is a good he's wide good. receiver, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. But yeah. he's not. But he's not consistent. He can't go out there and be your number one guy on a nightly basis. He's just yeah. not that. He's not that good. He runs a couple routes, and that's yeah. it. Same thing with Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson, it's cool. Yeah, he's 6'4", 225, 230, right? Awesome. Yep. It's, yep. it's cool. He's got very good speed. That's awesome. But guess what? He doesn't doesn't have the best hands. He nope. doesn't run. He doesn't run good routes. Nope. And and also he doesn't run every route in the route tree. He he like when you watch Quentin Johnson play, he runs quick slants and he runs deep, he runs deep routes. That's it. That's it. And even his mm. deep routes, when he when he when he's getting in and out of his cuts, he's stiff. He's very stiff. Like he's not a DK Metcalf type of big body. No, player. no. You know, he, he he's a big fast wide receiver, but he's not I I don't know. I just never saw the hype in Quentin Johnson, man. Ben, you know what's crazy? Two fan bases are knocking their heads right now because you know what's crazy? Eagles and Chargers. Chargers had a chance to get Flowers. They passed on him, got Quentin Johnson. Eagles, they drafted Jalen Rieger to another TCU receiver. They um, Justin Jefferson was the next pick. So, that, listen, teams, and listen, that's not, this is not Quentin Johnson's fault, but NFL teams. Be careful drafting TCU receivers. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all. No, I mean no. just 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 be careful drafting anybody. Like just actually do your homework. Like yes, I just do your homework. Stop stop getting guys on teams who made big runs. Like yeah, get like go and look at guys who have been consistent. Like go look at guys who have done the right thing on a nightly basis throughout their entire career in college. Like, for example, guys, ben, told me about, ben told me about Tank Dell. People were like, who the fuck is Tank Dell? And people, yeah, people, people, said, people, yeah. people said he was way too small. Exactly. People, said, yep. people said he wasn't, you know, going to be able to adapt to the physicality of the game, like whatever. Stupid. But guess guess what? One, one of the best things you can do as a wide receiver in the NFL is yep. separate from the defender trying to cover you. And one way, one way to separate from your defender is to be able to run great routes. If you if if, if you just watch Tate Dell when he was at Houston, you could tell he ran some of the best routes you had ever seen. Oh, he was a player. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. Uh, the dude was just a certified playmaker. You could give it to him on a screen, and he could go take it for 30, 40 yards. He could go give you six, seven different routes in the route tree for mm-hmm. 60, 40 yards. Like he. You could. He was a. He's a smaller wide receiver at like five nine, one sixty. But yeah, you if you threw the ball a little bit high for him and he had to go make a play, guess what? Tank Dell is probably still going to go up and catch that ball over the defender. Like he was mm-hmm. just a certified baller at yes. Houston last year, and I, I could not believe that there was what six or seven wide receivers taken above him. It, it was just ludicrous. Well, I'm with you, but hey, guess what? We know who the smart teams that can draft. I can tell you that. Uh, we, we don't have to mention those teams, but we respect them. All right. 
But let, let me tell you this, Ben. And Nick Freeze, I hope you listen to this. I hope, Ben, I just hope the Raiders keep Pierce, man. I see, I see, I see something with Pierce. I see the locker room loves him. When the locker room loves him, I, I, I see something with Pierce. Do you? I do. I do. I like Pierce. Um, you know, I'm all for uh, former players turning coaches. Yes. Uh, you know, you've, you've been there. You've done it. Uh, I, I feel like it's easier to command a locker room full of grown men. Look at, look at that Campbell. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's, I think a lot of coaches, especially head coaches, I feel like they should all be former players just because yes. it's easy. It's easier to tell a guy to do something when you've been in the same position and done it. Now, yeah. it, now like when you've been a Brandon Staley and oh my God. Pro- <laughs> you probably haven't played any form nope. of football since high school. Nope. <laughs> um, it's it's very it's very hard to tell a guy to do something and then listen because like I know me personally, like when I was in the military, you know, like when on the back end of my career in the military, I wasn't gonna listen to somebody who just came into the military. Like they exactly. weren't gonna t- they they weren't gonna tell me what to do and how to do it because they don't know how to do it themselves because they just got there, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so why some of these players, when it comes to their head coaches, they don't respect them and they don't believe in them because they haven't been in the same positions. Mm. And so when you have a guy like Alec Pierce and you see the locker room just immediately buy into him, it's more likely they love the guy and respect the guy because the guy has done it at the highest level. Like yep. the guy was a very good uh, linebacker in the NFL. The guy is a Super Bowl fucking champion at yep. the NFL level. So he, he knows how he knows how to get to to the promised land. He knows the effort you have to put in to to, to even try and get there. So I hope they keep him. Uh, I think he's done a phenomenal job, and I think he'll continue to do a phenomenal job if given uh, the reins again next season. We see former players do well. D'Amico Ryan's still doing is doing well. Look at Kyle Lennon. You, you, you know what he was? He played receiver in, in, in college. Look at that. Texas, hey, 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 guess guess what? The only head coach to never have a losing record and Mike Tomlin. Guess what? He's a former fucking player. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm mean, looking at Kevin O'Connor. He was a quarterback. Look at that. I mean, yeah, that, we can we can make a lot of coaches, right? So. I mean, but hey, you know, but and, hey, and, and it doesn't it doesn't always work out because I mean, look at Ron Rivera. Like, yeah. obviously, Ron was good for a little bit, but obviously, he's just falling off. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's it is what it is, my friend. I mean, yeah, but we'll, we shall see what we what, what should happen. But Chargers, please get Jim Harbaugh, make my guy Big Baby happy. And when Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan, and you know, and Michigan will suffer because I don't know who their next coach will be. Maybe Rick Rodriguez. I have no idea. But they will Rich, suffer. Rich oh. Rod. Imagine, imagine. I, I, I'm, they, I'm they, they would. I don't. I don't think they would ever bring Rich Rod back. I know. I'm. I'm kidding. You know. You know why I said that. I mean, they will have to hire somebody. I mean, but but hey, we'll see. But uh, if they do, do not be surprised if Jim becomes the head coach and the GM because that's what Jim wants. He wants to be. The intention he wants to be, he wants to take control. Which, if I'm the Chargers, I would do. Imagine what Jim Harbour can do with Herbert and that in that roster. So we shall see what happens. Chargers just make the, my Charger fans happy. All right, Vikings, Bengals. Um, good game. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I mean, listen. I know Nick Mullins very well. He used to play for San Francisco. 
Um, you you remember the moment really well, Ben. I mean, I, I listen. The Niners and Commanders play with each other. Uh, Played against each other. It was Nick Mullins versus, I believe, Alex Smith. Right? Was it Alex Smith? I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was, it was Alex Smith. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But listen, Nick. I'm not gonna lie. Nick Mullins actually did not play as bad as bad as this game. But listen, man. I'm. I like what he's proven wrong. We thought the Bengals were done. A great pass by T. Higgins at the end. It went to overtime. But give the Bengals credit, man. They're not. They're not out. I mean, the um. You know. I like Brian Flores, but Ben, when you when Blake Mo, when quarterback throws two interceptions, that's a recipe for a disaster. And the Bengals got to give them credit, man. They're fighting, and I love when teams prove us wrong, Ben. The Bengals are still not out. Yeah, Bengals are still not out. I mean, you gave credit to Nick Mullins, but we got to give credit to Jake Browning as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we all made fun of him uh, when they announced him the starter after the Joe Burrow injury. Yeah. Um, and he's only put up three, two, three hundred yard games, and and what, I think the third game was like two hundred and eighty yards. Yeah. He, he looks like Washington believe, Husky, Brownie, right? Yeah, yeah, and I believe he's two and one as, throughout his three three games as a starter. So good. Um, yeah, shout out Jake Browning for keeping his team consistent. Shout out T Higgins, man, unbelievable yeah. game. Uh, that touchdown he had where he stretched the ball over the end zone as he was uh, getting getting knocked out of bounds. Um, incredible job by T. Higgins, man. Like like you said, Nick Mullins, uh, sucks that they lost the game, you know, put up a pretty good performance uh, despite yep. the two the two interceptions. Yep. Um, the Vikings actually were able to run the ball, Vince, for the first yeah, time all yeah. season. And guess who yeah. wasn't the running guess who wasn't the running back? Alexander Madison. Uh, <laughs> I try I try to tell people going into the year that Alexander Madison was not uh, a true number one running he's back. He's running back too. People, yep. Yep. People, people try to tell me otherwise. People try to tell me he was much better than Davin Cook. Um, yep. Where's Where's Alexander Madison now? I mean, he just got outplayed by Ty Chandler. Come on now. Lord have mercy. Um, Lord. Shout out our boy Jordan freaking. Yes, sir. Addison. USC. Yes, sir. Um, Addison has been very good all season long. He's yes. all he's he, he got better when Justin Jefferson was down with his injury. And he, and now that Jefferson Justin Jefferson's been back for what two weeks now, Jordan's still been probably the most consistent player on that team, and especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I believe he's like third in catches for all rookies. He's first in yards, I believe, for all rookies, and he's first in touchdowns, I believe, for all rookies. Uh, so shout out Jordan Addison, man. Uh, people people thought that he wasn't going to be great. Uh, you know, obviously people thought that he had not shown up yet. He's talking about yeah. Nick Wright. Um, oh, boy. You know, Nick, Nick Wright was talking crap about Jordan Addison a couple of weeks ago. Um, I mean, hey, he's and, a fan. He's a Chiefs fan. He's a Chiefs fan. Uh, Chiefs can use him. Go ahead. It's all good. Yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs could definitely use Jordan Addison. They would look like a much better team if they had him. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure we gave this, even though they lost, I wanted to make sure we gave credit yeah, to no, our no, guys. So, listen, if you give rookies credit, we've got to give more, you know, they deserve, yeah, that's fine, man. That's what we do in the show, man. Oh, um, and, and hold on, and last thing, Daniel Hunter, yes, Daniel freaking Hunter, man. Um, you know, despite not being on a great team, is I mean, even though they're seven and seven, Daniel so Hunter, Daniel Hunter should be taught. I don't think he'll win the award. Just because he doesn't have the best record, yeah. but Daniel Hunter should really be in consideration for DPOI. 
you know who my favorite defensive guys are, and they're on a crappy team? It's Brian Burns and him pretty much, man. I love those guys, but it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, now, speaking of a mid-team, and I'm going to pop in with Samari after the show, man. Uh, listen, man. First of all, shout out to Shay Shiken. I know Philly fans miss this guy a lot. I mean, as they should, man. Um, I think Shay Shiken, I mean, we thought with when AR went down, we, we thought the Colts were done. But, no, this guy is winning with Minshew. Uh, shout out to the Colts defense. And the Steelers, oh, my God. I'm just going to say this, man. Um, man. Um, it's, it sucks to see, it's fun when the Steelers are good. Right. But I was talking to a, a friend of mine before the show. Is, right? it, and is it? I mean, I mean, I'm just going to say this, Ben, I'm just going to say this. I was talking to a good friend of mine uh, before this show and I think he's on the money. Um, Mike Tomlin's old school. Is it fair to say, Ben, the Steelers like to be mid at this point? Is it fair to say it? I don't think they like to be mid. I just think they are unfortunately mid um you know it's hot dude it's as much as we hated ben roethlisberger like yeah the guy was still a very good quarterback and you know having a great quarterback and obviously all yeah. those years with big ben they had phenomenal defenses as well like yeah. i think they were they were just so accustomed to you know winning becoming being easy to them like now Ever since the retirement of Big Ben, you know they've they've actually had to fight for every single win for every single win, pretty much. Um, you know, so like when you lose a franchise quarterback like that, um, it, it's just hard to find the next replacement. I think this team is still very good. Obviously, they have a nice running back duo of Jalen Warren and Najee. You know, they got a couple. Yeah. Of, they got a couple of cool wide receivers. They have a nice tight end. Uh, they have a pretty good defense as well. I, the, yeah. the issue is just quarterback, quarterback yeah. and offensive line. Offensive line is still a work in progress. It's a little bit better from last year, but it's still a yeah. work in progress. And then obviously quarterback plays has been mid. I mean, you got Mitchell Chabitsky and you, and you got Kenny Pickett. You're only going to get so much out of both of those guys. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but uh, it just is what it is. Yeah, man. I just feel like they dropped the Kenny Pickett. I don't think it's he, I feel like if he, if he played for Pittsburgh, I don't think they dropped him, man, but I just feel like they did because he's a homer. But my, 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 thing, my thing is, and I, I feel bad for Samari and Steeler fans because, you know, I, and I respect his team, man. But I, think I don't. I better. don't. I, no, no reason to feel bad for him. They wanted Kenny Pickett. On draft yeah. night, they wanted Kenny Pickett. No, no reason to feel bad for them. They, they were so – that fan base was happy to get Kenny Pickett on draft night. You're right. You're right. You're right. But here, if I was a Steelers friend, I'm just going to say that. If I was a Steelers friend, thank God we got good receivers, uh, good running backs. Um, it's just, the, like you said, Ben, we just got to suffer with this quarterbacks. They're not going anywhere with Mason Rudolph. I mean, apparently A.B. loves Mason Rudolph. You, you saw A.B., right, Ben? This man is like, afraid Mason Rudolph. So guess what? You know, how, Ben, how ironic, how ironic. Christmas is literally this upcoming Monday, and Mason Rudolph, Rudolph the Red Nose Rangers quarterback for the Steelers. Look at that, Ben. Lord have mercy. This NFL season, man, uh, it's laughable. Is he, right. is he gonna? Is he? Is he gonna lead them to a victory with his right? With his bright red nose? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Do you? Do you believe so? I mean, I don't believe in him. Do you? I mean, I mean, do you think? Here comes I mean, Santa Claus. Here comes Santa. <laughs> man, get the fuck out of here. Oh my goodness, AB will tell you, Ben. Ben, you won't take Mason Rudolph and Washington. you will be like, hell no. Anyways, hell um, no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The only reason why we know Mason Rudolph is because of the Miles Garrett thing. That's it. I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even want Mason Rudolph. I wouldn't even trust him to clean up the streets alone 
City. Oh my goodness, I don't blame you. Let, blame let you. alone let alone be the quarterback of my NFL franchise. Exactly, but Ben, you have to be impressed with Shane Strikin, man. I mean, you have to be because who would have thought the Colts would be in this right in the in the playoffs oh, no, right now? I'm, in, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with what the Colts have done. They've done a terrific job, especially what Jonathan Taylor has been out pretty much all year. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's only yeah. he's only been he's only been present for like four or five games. Um, you know. Uh, you know, we'll see what they're able to do next week. Obviously, Michael Pittman took that brutal hit. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. You know, so we got to see what they're able to do. Uh, but yeah, great win over the Steelers, man. That's for sure. That's for sure. Now, now, what? Um, well, I believe that division, that division, what first, second, and third, or all have the same record at eight and six. Yeah, AFC South is fun, man. You got DV Karain, you got Doug Peterson, you got uh, obviously say Shaikin when AR comes back. It's going to be fun. Now, listen, the only thing I respect about Tennessee is Derrick Henry, Hopkins, and obviously their defense, defensive line. Other than that, they're not watchable. All right, now, um, the Broncos and Lions, man. Um, ben Fair and Jonathan Watson, I know you tweeted at me because I said the Cow- Broncos need uh, a quarterback for Sean Payne. Let me, let, let me explain my reason, right? I love Russ. Me and Ben Fair always got to keep it real on the show. Let's keep it real about Russ. At, his, at this day and age, at this day and age, Russ right now is a game manager. Now, if you get Russ from 10 years ago, like, no shit. I think Denver's really good. Denver's good with Russ uh, with Sean Payton. But in this game, it, Ben, it was obvious, man. Like, I'm not really surprised with this win with Detroit. Obviously, their own line was healthy. They used Demir Gaze, right? Like, what the fuck? Like, why can he do this all season, right? Um, and then, say, Brown. I mean, shout out to my guy, say, Brown, Sam Laporta. But, you know, it's just – and, I'm not, Ben, I'm not really surprised about Mike McGlinchey. How surprised are you that the Niners let him go and they're doing good without him? Like, no shit. But anyways, but, hey, have fun with Mike McGlinchey. But let me ask you this, Ben, in, in all seriousness, to make Bronco fans happy. At least they have a first-round pick. But overall, congrats to the Lions. They get Chris, um, they get um, they get um, Gardner Johnson back. I would rather have him than James Bradbury, but I don't know why the Eagles – whatever, whatever, Ben, what do I know? Listen, we're not the GM. Who the, who the fuck cares, right? So, anyways, any thoughts about this game? What can you tell my, our guy Watson and Bronco fans? And can we give a sh- big up a shout-out to Gibbs because I'm happy that he's doing well. Which, by the way, Ben, the Lions just activated Hayden Hooker. That's interesting. Well, go ahead. Thank you, Lord. Hayden Hooker, Hayden Hooker is healthy. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously we know Hendon's not going to play at all this year unless it's in garbage minutes. Uh, heck, Hendon might not ever play a game in the NFL, sadly. Uh, you know, it, it all depends on who, who Detroit decides to get at their quarterback position. Um, but, yeah, good game from Jared Goff. Great game from Jameer Gibbs. Two touchdowns on the day. Um, Jameer, I think like the last two, three weeks, you know, has been the primary runner for Detroit, which I love to see. Um, you know, David Montgomery has been having a great season, but Jameer, honestly, Jameer would have even better numbers if, you know, Detroit just started to give him the ball a little bit more earlier. Like no shit, right? Um, this, cause this offense, man, is like you mentioned, is extremely dangerous when fully healthy. You know, their offensive lines is back and healthy. Um, Jamison Williams has, you know, been healthy since since coming since coming back from his suspension, uh, and he and he's slowly gotten you know more and more involved in the offense. Uh, still looking for him to have a, a, a massive breakout game, but it's yep. it's just cool. It's just cool to see Jamison Williams out on the football field. 
Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown has been freaking phenomenal all season long, but yep. the, the big factor of this team on why it's so good offensively is, and I, I've said this throughout the year, um, man, Sam Laporta, dude, I was, I was so wrong about Sam Laporta, but yeah. I guess it's, I guess it's true, man, dude. Like it doesn't matter what the numbers are in college. If you go to Iowa and yes. you're tied in, it doesn't matter what you do at Iowa. You're, you're, you're going to produce at the next level, yeah. like, no matter what. It's just like, it's, it's almost like a guaranteed thing at this point when it comes to Iowa yes. tight ends. Um, yeah. I've said it hundreds of times on this pod. I wasn't big on Sam Laporta, but man, he's has he been freaking phenomenal for this Detroit team, and and he's going to be one of the better tight ends in football for a very long time. So shout out Sam Laporta. It's the reason why Laporta went over Michael Mayer's, and I mean Michael Mayer's good too, by the way. And also, also by the way, uh, shout out to the tight end from Utah as well. As well, he's really good too. Um, Dalton, Dalton Kincaid. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I liked him with Josh Allen. Um, anyways, um, well, Ben, you know, uh, we knew this was coming to an end, you know, with Tommy Levita. I mean, we told Giant fans that. I mean, it was obvious. I mean, I'm, I mean, we knew this story was going to end against the Saints. Uh, any thoughts about this game? And, and Giant fans, you got to relax. Um, and listen, Brian Dable, God bless you, man. Um, listen, if you win a couple of games, I mean, God bless you. But overall, man, um, any thoughts about this game overall, Ben? Or we can skip this. We, we don't have to talk about it. Yeah, uh, I'll just say something real quick. Yeah, we all knew the Tommy DeVito stuff was eventually going to come to a close. Uh, you know, still a couple more weeks left in the season. I'm sure maybe he has one more good game under his belt. Maybe. Uh, but for the Saints, man, like, dude, Derek Carr, why can't you just play cons- on a somewhat consistent level like you did this week every single week? Like, this is why the Saints got you, Derek Carr. You need yep. to be. You need to play similar to this every single week for your team. You don't need to throw for 300 yards a game. Exactly. You don't need. You don't need 40 plus pass attempts. You're yep. Eric Carr. You're much better when you have like 32 or fewer pass attempts. Yep. You have a great running game. Utilize it. You have Alvin yep. Kamara. You have, yep. hell. You got Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams was the leading touchdown scorer last year. Yes, he and was. Jamal Williams, Jamal Williams has been completely irrelevant this season. So you utilize your run game a little bit more. I I understand if maybe you're having some offensive line issues and you can't run the ball. If you're going to throw it, Derek, just throw it like you did today. Just do a bunch of quick passes, a bunch of dunk and dinks. Um, You know, just play smarter football. So uh, I'm happy happy Derek Carr, you know, put together a good performance. Uh, It's cool to see the Saints win. Um, But, yeah – there's, there wasn't anything – there wasn't too much about this game that was just, like, mind-blowing. No, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, of course, because I was saying – of course, because we knew – coming before the season started, the Saints were the favorites to win the division. I mean, because they have Derek Carr. I mean, you should win the division when Baker Mayfield are quitting against Baker Mayfield. The Panthers are not a good team. Obviously, we love Bryce, but they're not a good team. Uh, they were a good team against the Falcons, apparently. We'll talk about that. Yeah, game. like he, listen, he – like Derek Carr going, coming into the year was supposed to be the best quarterback in that division. Apparently. Like you mentioned, you know, you're going up against Baker the Faker. You're going up against Desmond Ritter in his first year as a starter. <laughs> and you were going up against a rookie in Bryce Young. Like, and, and so far – I would say, I mean, I would say right now, Derek Carr is probably the second best, but 
at, at points, you could say Derek Carr was maybe the third best quarterback of his own division. Yeah, sadly, yeah, that's sad. Like, that's like really Baker, sad. Baker, Baker Mayfield's having the best season of that division. He has, yes, he has. We'll, we'll talk about him. I'm, I'm, I want to shout him out, man. I really, do. you know what? Let's talk about that game right now. Baker Mayfield. First of all, I chose the Bucks this game because I knew they had better receivers, and the Packers are just young. Let's keep it a beam, Ben. But the Packers, they will be a a good team eventually. They're just young, man. Let's keep it a beam. They're just young. Shout out to Jalen Reed. But listen, Baker is on the money with Mike Evans, Goodwin. Shout out to this team because Ben, we thought this team with Baker was going to get Caleb Williams, but at the end of the day, Tall Bowles is probably going to keep his job. Shout out to Tall Bowles, but. Ben, ben, you're not high on Baker, but at the end of the day, on this podcast, you keep it real. Baker, listen, Baker has weapons, and as long as he has weapons, he's not a bad of a quarterback. Shout out to Baker, man, in, in all seriousness. Yeah, Baker, I'm definitely not a big Baker the Faker fan, uh, but I will give him credit when credit is due. You know, the first – of, of all the great quarterbacks we've seen play in Lambeau Field, we've seen uh, Brett Favre play there as a Packer and, and as a Minnesota Viking – You've yep. seen Aaron Rodgers play there. You know, yep. we, we've seen we've seen some of the greatest quarterbacks to ever exist play in Lambeau Field, and not mm-hmm. one of them has ever had a perfect quarterback rating, except Baker Mayfield. So congrats mm-hmm. to Baker. So congrats to Baker for that achievement. Like you mentioned, Chris Godwin, uh, unbelievable game this game. Mike Evans, you know, has already eclipsed the thousand yard mark. Yes, sir. I, I believe he did that last week. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, he be, did. Be, become, becoming the tenth, what the tenth consecutive year in a row. Um, I believe he tied what Randy Moss as well for 10, 10 seasons of a thousand yards or more. Uh, yep. So you know he's tied for second place with with Randy, only behind Jerry Rice. So shout out Mike Evans for that. But um, I think one of the primary reasons why this Bucks team has been able to do some of the things they've done this year. It's because of Rashad White, man. Yes, um, yes. Rashad, Rashad in Tampa Bay, they didn't really run the ball the first couple no. weeks of the season, nope. and nope. then and then they, I think they finally realized, hey, let's see what this dude Rashad has to do. Mm-hmm. And, and Rashad has been phenomenal for this team uh, when given his opportunities. He's, he's showcased, showcased it as a runner. He showcased it as a as a receiver out of the backfield. Like, like I think I mentioned it a week or two ago, Rashad yep. White. Rashad White is like the second best running back coming out of the backfield, only behind CMC this year. When it comes yep. to, when it comes to pass catchers, uh, and and that's something Rashad White was not known for at Arizona State coming into the nope. uh, was was a pass catcher. He was known as a bruiser, give, yep. just give him the football and get out of his way. And to see him, you know, really elevate his game to become someone that the quarterback can rely on out of the backfield as a pass catcher, you, you just got to give Rashad all the credit in the world because that a lot of running backs that have come into the NFL have almost kind of refused that responsibility. Yes. So for, for Rashad to take on that responsibility and to get better at it uh, in just his two years in the NFL, uh, I, I wanted to make sure we give him his credit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, Ben Farrell. You know what's can, 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 man, Jody Brave. I would when can you imagine if the Falcons have Baker Mayfield? If they have Baker Mayfield, Ben, we'd probably talk about Falcons winning the division, man. Listen, at the end of the day, uh-huh. man, I know this I know this game was a division game. I get it, right? I know division games are always closed, it's tough, right? But here's my thing, Ben. 
See, see, people called me while I was crazy to picking the Falcons for the division. The only reason why I was on, I was on them. I like their defense. I like the running game, and you know, I, you know, and I just feel like, you know, I, I thought Arthur Smith was going to copy Tennessee, right? You know, they got Isaiah, they got Rizal Robinson, they have weapons, right? Yada yada yada. But I never thought of, I never thought yada yada yada. Um, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. But <laughs> listen, man, that, this, is, this is what the Falcons get, man. I mean. You know, they had a chance to get Lamar. They had a chance to get Deshaun Watson. Um, they told yourself, you know what, let's go with Mariota. That was, that They failed. Let's go with Taylor Honicky, which, by the way, Honicky is a starter right now. Doesn't make a difference. So, listen, man, all, this team just needs a fucking quarterback, man. If they just, ben, if they just had Baker Mayfield, they would win this. And honestly, they might have won the division. So, nah, they need man, they need more they need more than just I a know, quarterback, bro. I know, but you get what I mean, though, man. Like, well, fuck, man, bro. They lost to Josh Dobbs. He's been he's been replaced right now. They lost to Kyler Murray. He paid Call of Duty. Okay, but I even said the Cardinals were gonna beat the Falcons, and you were calling me crazy, and they beat them, and the, and the Cardinals beat them, and then they lose to the the worst team, probably the worst team in the NFL, the Panthers. They don't even have a pick, and they lose to them. So. Let me guess, Ben. Obviously, Arthur Smith, I don't know who they're going to hire as coach. God bless him. I hope they choose the right guy. But, Ben, they need a quarterback. But go ahead, Ben. Your thoughts and Arthur Smith. What the fuck again? What the fuck? See, I I agree that they need a quarterback that's playing better, right? I don't think yes. they need a, another quarterback. I just think they need their quarterback to play better. Yes. I'm still I'm still on the Desmond Ritter train. Like, okay. I believed in him at Cincinnati. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he will ever become, you know, a, a, a massive quarterback. I don't think he'll ever give you that level of play. But no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not gonna hate on a guy just yet when his head when he's got one of the most incompetent <laughs> head coaches in football. Like, the guy looks like Mario. Mario, <laughs> dude, Arthur, Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith to me might Arthur Smith to me might be the worst head coach in football right now. I agree. He's and, not talented. He's not talented. Yeah, and and that's saying a lot because there's some bad there's some bad head coaches in football. One of them, one of them being one of them actually being my own head coach. Uh, oh but yeah, Arthur 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 Smith I think is the worst head coach in football. His his play calling is atrocious. Uh, his schemes are are even worse than his play calling. Um, he he doesn't ever know like what he's gonna do. Like I feel like he goes into every game with no game plan. Like I figure. You I know what? Like, Let me ask you this, Ben. Let me ask you a hard question. Which play caller would you choose? This is a hard question. Okay, Arthur Smith, Matt Nagy, Kevin Moore, or Nintendo Can't Hack It. Which one? I mean, probably more. I mean, more. Moore was at least able to do some some nice stuff with Dallas, yeah. right? So, yeah. I, w- I would probably take him honestly, Kellen Moore. Uh, I definitely would not take. Man, I mean, ar- honestly, honestly, I would probably take Arthur Smith dead last out of all of them. Like, damn, like, damn, son. like pass, like past Matt Nagy, definitely past uh, Kellen Moore I- and. Uh, Nathaniel, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, I would probably take Nathaniel Hackett too, depending. Oh my on goodness! Even though they, they can barely score, even though they can barely score. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, like Arthur Smith is bad, dude. He's so bad. Like, <laughs> like to me, to me, to me, to me, like 
what's the fucking point of drafting Bijan Robinson yeah. if you're not gonna use him on a weekly basis? Why are you giving Tyler Algier oh more carries than Bijan? Like, if you like Tyler Algier that much, Atlanta. Don't draft Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Bijan, Bijan, like Bijan coming into the draft was the most explosive running back we had ever seen, possibly since Ladanian Tomlinson. I agree. Like, Bijan Robinson is super freaking talented. He's got exceptional speed. He's got great quickness. He's got extreme strength. Like, and, and he's a he's a marvelous pass catcher as well. Like he's one of the yes, best well-rounded running backs that we've seen in an extremely long time. And we've seen nice. some very good running backs uh, in this league since Ladanian. And Bijan has the ability to be one of the greatest running backs to ever play in the NFL. But yet yep. he's got a head coach in Arthur Smith who just does not like to utilize him on a week-to-week basis. It makes yep. no sense. Be, there, there should never be a scenario. I don't care if you're losing a hundred to zero. Yeah. There should never be a situation in which Bijan Robinson has less <laughs> than ten touches a game. He has oh, seven man. carries and one catch. Like, what the this, fuck is this? Tower Algier, Tower Algier has six more touches than Bijan Robinson. What the That's fuck sad. are you doing? Like, and then and then you got Drake London, who you're not even throwing to on a nightly basis. You got Kyle Pitts, who was talked about being one of the best generational tight ends to ever exist, <laughs> and you don't utilize him. What, man? Let's go. No, Ben. Let's talk. Let's talk to Ben. Let's talk to Ben Jefferson. That's a good idea. Uh, like, dude, like, what the? F- you're throwing to Jonu Smith. Why are you throwing into Jonu over Kyle Pitts? It makes oh, no sense. God. Like, like it, it, if you if you're a high draft pick and you get yes. and you're an offensive player and you go to Atlanta, you're fucking screwed. They took yeah. Kyle Pitts. They took Kyle Pitts in the lottery, dude. Yeah. They took they took Bijan Robinson in the lottery, man. And yep. both players are underutilized. Why? Even waste your time drafting these talented players if you're not going to fucking let them play. Ben, I, I know you know a coach that can use them right, Kyle Shanahan. But it's all good. What do I? What, what do I know? What do I Every know? fucking team in the NFL could use Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson and and utilize them better than what Arthur Smith does. Like <laughs> Arthur, you have two of the most talented <laughs> offensive players in the NFL. And you don't use them on a week-to-week basis. Like, make it make sense, please. I'm not even. But anyways, I'm not even a Falcons fan, and I'm yeah. sitting here crying for them to utilize. <laughs> Me too. So why? So why? Listen, I feel bad for a lot of fan bases. I feel bad for you. Well, we'll get to your game pretty soon, but you get the idea. You see, I want the Falcons to be good, 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 good. But with this guy Arthur Smith, but Ben, how the fuck? And listen, don't no disrespect to Josh Dobbs. Now he's benched, right? Josh Dobbs. Kyler Murray plays the Call of Duty. You lost to him. And then you lose to a not good Panthers team. Like, what the fuck? Which, by the way, go ahead with the, your, your boy Bryce Young. He got off the field goal range. Adam Thielen did his thing again. Go ahead real quick. Yeah. Yeah, shout out Bryce Young. You know, got his second NFL career win. Uh, you know, I'm sure this Panthers team wants to win as much as possible to close out the season because they don't yeah, have the draft pick. And they yeah. want to try and try and ruin that selection for the Browns, for the Bears as much as they yes. can. 
Um, but yeah, Adam Thielen, you know, relatively solid game. Uh, Jonathan Mingo, you know, relatively solid game. But honestly, the true credit should go to the running game. I mean, Chubba Hubbard yeah. and Amir Smith, Marcetti, yeah, uh, you know, they, they led that team. They led the charge. Um, defense stepped up in, in a relatively big way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, ultimately, big win by Carolina. All right, now Bears and Browns. Uh, Joe Flacco was doing his thing, man. I mean. Ugly, really, really, ugly game. Ugly it, it, game. It was. No, it was. It was. It was. See, Justin Fields is so good, but his, his OC, Luke Getz, he's so he's so terrible. Uh, but, yeah, but Joe Flacco is the game manager, and he's doing it well, man. I mean, the Browns defense is stepping up. Shout out to, our, shout out to Alabama's great, Amari uh, Cooper. I mean, not surprised about Mari Cooper. Not surprised. Shout out to David Ajoku. People make that guy. People thought that guy was a joke, but at the end of the day, he's doing well this year, man. So shout out to the Browns. They're winning games with Joe Flacco. Flacco is doing his thing. So, so, so yeah. So, um, Ben, your thoughts and uh, man, I feel bad for Fields, man. He's he's overcoming with bad coaching, but Bears should have got this game, man. They really did. Should have, but it is what it is. Ben, any thoughts and. Shout out to the Browns defense. And, again, shout out to your boy, Mark Cooper, once again, Alabama. Yeah, I mean, this was a game that the Bears easily could have had. Obviously, we saw the Browns. Obviously, we saw the Browns uh, go down the field late in the game to get the game-winning field goal. Um, but, ultimately, not a, not a performance that they should be too upset with. I mean, it was it was a turnover. You know, like I said, they, they, they could have won this game. It was a turnover fest. Uh, you know, five interceptions between the two quarterbacks, three for Flacco, two for Fields. So, I mean, ultimately, neither team really wanted to win this game. But, you know, late late in the game, Amari Cooper came up with a couple big catches. David Njoku was a monster in this but game. He was. Um, you know, re- remember, David Njoku was a guy coming into the NFL a few years ago being regarded as, you know, uh, one of the better tight ends, potentially could be one of the better tight ends in football. Yep. And for for a while, he wasn't living up to it. Nope. David and Joku, David and Joku this year has been exceptional, um, and especially especially after his his incident where he got the where he got severely burned. Yeah. Like honestly, honestly, since he came back from being from that burn injury, David and Joku has probably been a top three, top four tight end in football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he's been, you know, probably the most consistent and most reliable target on that Browns team. No disrespect to, to my boy, Mario Cooper, but David yes. has just been that guy. So I wanted to make yeah. sure we shouted him out. Uh, I love seeing guys turn their careers around. Um, and then lastly, man, JOK, dude. You know, a lot of people talked about JOK in the draft two years ago about being undersized not knowing if he would be able to play the linebacking position. JOK just had a sack and an interception in this game, and he yeah. led the team in tackles. So shout-out JOK, man. He's, he's proven to everybody that he's a very good linebacker at, at the NFL level. Yes, Justin Dolphins. Um, I'm just, hey, man, once again, Tua is still healthy. I'm shout-out to you, Tua. Um, I guess, Ben, I guess Zach Wilson did not have sex before the game because it, it happens, man. Last week you beat Houston. And then next week, he comes in, in back to earth. So, listen, man, shout out to Raheem Mostert. Um, Kyrie Kill probably comes back against Dallas. Can't wait for that. Um, yeah, once again, shout out to Miami, even though, I mean, Jets fans, be happy you have a first-round pick. Aaron Rodgers, you're not coming back. That's good. Get get healthy for next year. And, um, but yeah, but at least a good, uh, the good news 
for the Jets fans, they have a top 10 pick. Please choose an offensive lineman for Rodgers. But go ahead, Ben. Yes, sir. Yeah, Jets, absolutely terrible performance. Zach Wilson was atrocious. Trevor Simeon yep. was atrocious. <laughs> and and, and they're, they're going to be playing their, their what, four-string quarterback next week because I believe Zach Wilson and Trevor Simeon are both not playing next week. Lord uh, have mercy. Brees Hall, man, unfortunately, like you said, Jets, with your pick, get a lineman because you got a generational running back just like Atlanta does. And y'all can't even utilize them properly. Brees Hall is over there in New York just getting hit the second he touches the ball. But um, Ben, blame, blame Hackett, the, the fucker. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I'll blame Nathaniel Hackett, but, bro, like, when you watch them try to run the ball, like, Brees Hall and them can't get anywhere. Like, the, they second, they yeah. hand, the second they hand the ball off, they're getting hit. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it's very unfortunate because Brees Hall was having an incredible rookie year last year. Um but, yeah, shout-out Miami. You know, Tua continues to play at an extremely high level. Only three incompletions. Uh, Raheem Mostert uh, has, what, 20 touchdowns on the season? Oh, my goodness. So, my goodness. Coming coming into this game, Raheem Mostert had only scored 19 career touchdowns. And just this year, he has 20. So he already exceeded what he's done in his entire career in just one year in Miami. And we still have, what, three games left. So what's crazy, man, what's crazy, what's crazy about this man? This man was a special team run, running back. And look at now, man. Look at that. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, he was a special – not only was he a special team running back, Vince, he was a running back that was labeled just injury-prone as fuck. Yeah, yeah. You know, he yeah. was injured. He was injured, you know, every time you looked at it. Like, every season he would be hurt by the midway point. And yeah. this year, this year, thankfully, for, for his sake, he, he's been extremely healthy. Uh, and he's been doing it while splitting carries a little bit with Devin Ashane. So yes, uh, yes. And and he's also doing this while Tyree Kill was ha- is having the season that he's having. Yeah. Um, yeah. For for Miami to win this game, thirty to zero without Tyree Kill. Without, without him. Without him. Yeah. 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 Without Tyree Kill was amazing. Like I said, Raheem Mostert did a great job. Jalen Waddle had, uh, you know, his oh best God, game Bama, of the season. Bama. Yes, yeah, Bama. Alabama. Uh, but it, it was just a great showing by Miami. Hopefully they can continue this success because I like them as the favorite coming out of the AFC. Mm, in the AFC? In the AFC, yeah. All right, all right. Well, hopefully they can be a good team, but I, I hope you're right, Ben. I hope you're right. Um, now, uh, Texas and Tennessee. Uh, Derrick Henry, get the fuck out of Tennessee. I love that D-line. And Will Leavis has his height. By the way, his spring ankle. I hate to see that. But, but no, but seriously, again, 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 in the game, to me, I don't know how, listen, shout out to Demeco Ryans. He went to Case Keenum. Case Keenum is way better than the other quarterback that they have. We, we know Davis Mills. like no Davis kid. Mills. Uh, yes, of course. Of course, we know what he is. So, Case Keenum did his thing, man. A veteran quarterback. You know, I mean, you know, um, you know, shout out to the Singletary and Don Schultz. So, I mean, Cowboys are stupid, of course, but no, no surprise. So, Ben, your thoughts? Um, man, the Texans again, man. I mean, we doubt them, and then guess what? They prove us wrong again. D'Amico Ryan's, uh, you know, came for Bama. They're known for defense, and they won this game because of defense and because of Singletary and because of Dalton Schultz. Ben, your thoughts? I mean, at this point, it's just, I mean, if you're a Texan fan, enjoy year one because year two is about to get better. Yeah, I mean, 
if you're a Texans fan, you should just be happy with what's happened this year. I mean, you yes. guys have been absolutely incredible this year. Um, great win for Case for Case Keenum coming in and getting that getting that victory. Uh, I, I know a lot of us believed Davis Mills was going to be the quarterback. So yeah, we uh, yeah. for 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 Keenum to come in and get the win, incredible job. He outperformed Mayo Boy as well. Yeah, he did. Uh, you know the guy, the guy that everyone loves to hype up for for no reason <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, the running game. Um, you know, it's been something that's been hit or miss for Houston uh, throughout the season. But when yep. when they hit, when Houston is able to run the ball, uh, they win. They win most like uh, most most times, and they then they lose. And yep. Devin Singletary, I believe recorded his third or fourth 100-plus-yard game of the season. Uh, Remember, Devin Singletary, when he came from Buffalo, everyone wrote him off. Everyone believed believed they got rid of Devin Singletary because um, uh, James White was that much much better, right? And to me, me, Devin Singletary has been outplaying James Cook this year to an extent. He's he's played – just as good as him, if not a little bit better than him. So yep. shout out Devin Singletary for continuing to have a tremendous season. Um, this Houston team desperately needs him because Damian, remember Damian Pierce was a big name that they drafted what two yeah. years ago yeah. out of, out of, out of Florida and everyone yeah. projected Damian Pierce to be one of the next big backs in the NFL. And, yeah. you know, he, he's healthy this year and he's yeah. been non he's been non-existent. So, yeah. Big big time win for Houston, and also Houston did this without Tank Dell and Nico Collins as well. So shout out Houston, man! Yeah, now CJ's back. Let's go, CJ. Hopefully he's hopefully he's ready to go this week. All right. So which by, which by the way, um, you know the next this next game is gonna be you know Niners and the Cardinals, man. I mean overall, Ben, how can I say, Ben? You know Brock Purdy is leading the NFL in touchdown passes. And is second in passing yards going into week 16 of the NFL season. If you've been following the Niners for a long time, you know this seems uh, 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 unbelievable. Uh, Brock, Brock Purdy is different. So, listen, man, I know the Cardinals are tanking, but I mean, Ben, I mean, what, what can we say about the guy? I mean, he's still going to get hated until, honestly, let's give it a beat. This guy would never get the credit until he wins the Super Bowl. Let's give it a beat, Ben. I mean, this I guy was I a don't seventh even... round, this guy was a seventh round pick. Guys, and he's doing, and but but Ben, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who gives a fuck because he has CMC, he has you know Debo Samuel, he has Brian Ayuk and Kittle. It should be easy for him, right? It should be fucking easy for him every game to do this, right, Ben? Like no shit, right? But guess what? This guy, listen. And by the way, I don't give a fuck about this MVP thing. I, I think Tyree Kill deserves it, but he's not going to get it. It's probably going to be a quarterback, which I think it's probably going to be the winner of this week, either Lamar or Brock Purdy. Uh, which, by the way, shout out to Brock Purdy for saying CMC because I think he's right about that. But anyways, Ben, your thoughts? And this guy is just is just keeps showing everybody week after week after week. But who cares because they play the Cardinals? Who cares? Yeah, no one's – I mean, I think even if Brock were to win the MVP this – not MVP, but the Super Bowl this year, I feel like people would still discredit him. Like, people – I agree, I agree. People, people would still give all the credit to CMC. People would still give yep. all the credit to your wide receiving core. Yep. People yep. would still give all the credit to your offensive line and to your defense. Yep. Yep. And all that all that credit to those players and those position groups are, are true and, and deserve their, their respect and recognition. Yes. But yeah. at the same time, like – 
I get it. Brock Purdy has tremendous weapons, and you know maybe if you take them away, you know he he doesn't play nearly at the same level. But like no shit, right? Like no shit. Yeah, <laughs> but but at the, but at the same time, like as a quarterback, you still got to throw the ball to those guys. Yeah. Like we've seen we've seen players have great position groups throughout history, and still not be able to perform nearly at the same level in which Brock Purdy's doing. For, for Brock Purdy to be, like you said, like first, like what, second in yards, first in touchdowns, yep. first in completion percentage, first in QBR, yep. first in passer rating, first in all those things, right? And and people are still sitting here like – people are sitting here talking about him like he was the first pick of the fucking draft and like he's supposed to do this, right? <laughs> people, people are acting – people like – with what Brock Purdy is doing, like people are acting like, oh, he's he's supposed to. He was drafted into the NFL. He's supposed to do this. And these are what he's doing is, is what players wish they could do, let alone actually yes. do. Like, I don't think Brock Purdy coming into the league ever thought, and and maybe he did, but I, a lot of people coming into the when he got drafted definitely definitely didn't think he was going to play, let alone be the potential franchise quarterback of this team. Like it's, it's, it's crazy how people talk about him or I should say the lack thereof of talking about him. Like he, he should be getting all the credit and recognition that he yes. can possibly get. Like yes. we, we might, we might not ever see a, a, another Mr. Irrelevant quarterback be able to put up these type of numbers uh, this, regardless whether they're on a great team or not. Like, <sighs> Especially from Iowa State, Iowa State. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care about the college shit per, too much okay. per se. But it's just, it's, it's crazy to me. It's, it's crazy that Brock gets this type of disrespect. Like, because like, if Dak and and Dak, and we'll just say Dak, Dak and and Brock Purdy are putting up very similar numbers, right? Yeah. yeah. Brock has a better record than Dak, right? By a game, yeah. So you guys have one are one game above the Cowboys, right? Yeah. You guys, the difference between you guys and the Cowboys is you guys have actually played motherfuckers. Mm. And, and you guys have actually played people, and Brock is playing at this level. Mm. The, Cowboys, the Cowboys have not played a single good team and won outside of the Lucky Eagles victory. Like, we just saw them get beat the fuck up by the Buffalo Bills. We'll get to that game pretty soon. Yep, yep, yep. um, You know, like, people are hyping up Dak for the stuff he's doing in Dallas when Brock Purdy's doing the same fucking shit on a very Mm. similar team as Dallas and is getting treated like he's throwing 17 interceptions a night like he's Zach Wilson. Like, people are talking about Brock Purdy the same way they're talking about Zach Wilson, and it's it's fucking crazy. Oh my God! This, uh, it's just, it's just, you know, I'm just gonna tell the audience, then, pay, just make sure you pay attention to Ben Fair with quarterbacks because, because he knows his shit about quarterbacks. No, he does. I, I give him a lot of credit. He told me about this man. I, I got to give him a lot of credit. All right, all I right. told you, I, 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 you, you still, I, I'll remember that forever though. Like I told you on draft night, serious as fuck. I said Brock Purdy will be your franchise quarterback, and you're like, no, oh my no, God, no, no, no. We got, like yeah, that. you're, you're like, we have, tra- we have Trey Lance, and I was like, t- I'm telling ben's you, like, dude, Brock Purdy will be. I told you, I was like, I'm telling you, Brock Purdy will be your franchise quarterback, and look, 
a year I later, the dude is your franchise quarterback. You talking about Trey Lance, the guy that can barely stay on the field? Which I'm not gonna lie, you can't, you can't lie, you can't lie with that one. So, but anyways, I, I appreciate you, my man, and Brock, keep doing your thing. And listen, I'm not gonna lie, I low key want him to win it, and I wonder what Twitter's gonna say. He's like, oh my goodness, let me ask him, what do you think Twitter's gonna say? If he wins MVP, obviously everyone's going to bitch and say, oh, it should have gone to this guy. Oh, it should have gone to that guy. Oh, Brock Purdy's the worst MVP in NFL history. And oh, my God. This, that, and the third. And if you guys don't win a Super Bowl, they're going to talk even more shit about Brock Purdy. Oh, see, look, it should have gone to this guy. should have gone to that guy. I told you Brock Purdy was overrated, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's my, it's, it is what it is. All right, well, speaking of a team – that I really, really respect. I love the quarterback, but his weapons are just not great except for Kelsey. And Taylor Swift was at the game. It was her birthday week. But anyways, with that being said, anyways, um, yeah, uh, Kadarius Tony, uh, he's a fraud again, and they still won. Um, ben, go ahead, my, my, my man. Um, the Chiefs, I'm not really high on them, man. And guess what? Chiefs fans are going to add us Ben Fair. They're going to add us inside. They're going to be like, oh, if, they, if we make the Super Bowl again and we win it again, I'm going to get out y'all. Well, guess what? We got to call it like we see it. You got, listen, listen, I love Andy Reid to death. I love the guy. I like, listen, he's a good coach. But my thing is, Ben, he loves his friends. Like, but Chiefs fans told me, you know what? We're, gonna, we're not going to miss the enemy. We're going to be fine with Matt Nagy. I know what Matt, I saw what Matt Nagy did with the Bears. He sucked. All right, but anyway, um, overall, um, Ben, it's just like, uh, uh, listen, they beat the Patriots, who gives a fuck? But, Ben, we got to tell Chiefs fans this, man. I mean, the biggest question, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Well, no, I'll save this question when we get to the Bills one. But your thoughts about this game, and, again, the only receiver I trust on the Chiefs is rookie Rasheed Rice. Can we get some Rasheed Rice, some love? Let's go. Uh, yeah, this was a game, you know, the Kansas City only won by 10 points. Yeah, uh, you know, and some, some will say, oh, well, they played in New England and this, that, and the third. Uh, you know, if you're Kansas City Chiefs, you should you should blow this team out. Uh, this agree. is a terrible This is a terrible New England team. They got no receivers. Their best running back is 75-year-old Ezekiel Elliott, who has no <laughs> speed left. Um you know they got they got a head, they got a head coach and Bill Belichick who's collecting social security, um, and, he, and he's just, and he's and he's he's just ready for a fucking Jello night. Um, it, it's kind of embarrassing for the Chiefs to only have won this game by ten points, in my opinion. You know, Pat Mahomes yeah. threw threw two interceptions. He didn't play his best brand of football. Um, you can tell this Chiefs team is missing Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah was the, the, the running force for this team. And they've had to play Clyde Edwards-Alaire the last, what, two, three weeks now, and they yep. have not been able to run the ball nearly as effective as they were with Isaiah Pacheco. Yep. Um, you mentioned Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice was a monster in this game. He was. Prim- being the primary weapon for, for – um, Sadly, he's well, their best weapon right now. Sadly, it is. Um Travis Kelsey did not perform despite having usually good games when, when his girlfriend, his so-called girlfriend is in the building. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, they won the game. They, you know, they, they beat a cheat, a, a Patriots team, despite being a bad Patriots team, they still beat them. Uh, they, they keep, they, they're able to keep looking forward towards the playoffs. 
I think they're going to struggle when it comes to playoffs time. I, I think people are really going to. I agree. I, I think people are really going to try and neutralize Travis Kelsey as much as possible and have the other uh, targets beat them, like Rasheed Rice and Clyde Edwards Alaire and yep. the Noah Grays and, and that of the world, the MVSs. Um, and, and I think, honestly, I think the Chiefs could, could literally get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Depending on who they play, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. But Chiefs fan would deny it because they're like, "Oh, we got Patrick Mahomes." Well, Ben, remember we, our leading receiver last year, and the Super Bowl was Juju Smith. We still won. Well, guess what? We're calling it like we see it, so we don't care. All right, Ben Fair, Commanders, Rams. Ben, you know, ben, you know, this man Cam was dancing around, out there. This man, like, oh my God, let's go Puka, let's go um, Cooper Cup. This guy was wide open. Ben, I'm just gonna say this, man. I'm, I'm gonna support. I, I'm gonna support your team. I want you guys to be a successor for next year. I hope they hire the right guy. But, Ben, don't you feel bad for Scary Terry and Curtis Samuel? and John? I mean, this man, Scary Terry, like, how many quarterbacks does this man have to deal with? Which, by the way, Ben, ironically, are we surprised that Jacoby – how ironic is it? Jacoby Brissett does better than Sam Howell. Could you imagine, Ben, if Jacoby Brissett was your starting quarterback? You might have some more wins, have you guys? Seriously, I mean, serious. No, I think we would definitely have more wins if Jacoby Brissett was our starter uh, from day one. I mean, I thought chemistry right when Jacoby was in. I get it. I get you. You know, you wanted to see what Sam Howe could be. You wanted to see, uh, you know, how good of a team you could be with Sam Howe over Jacoby Brissett. Because, I mean, going into the season, I obviously wanted Jacoby, but, you know, a lot of people put put things in perspective for me is, you know, we (laughs) – we, we know what Jacoby is. We know what you're going to get out of Jacoby. You, you didn't technically know what you were going to get out of Sam Howell. So I see why you start, you started Sam to start the season. Um, but and, and Sam started the season, you know, with some pretty good play. But the last, like, two two weeks or so, and especially the, this month of December and the last week of November, mm-hmm. Sam's only throw, Sam has only thrown, like, one touchdown in his last three or four games. Like at, at that at that point as a head coach, especially two three weeks ago when we were still somewhat in playoff contention, obviously we're completely eliminated now. But yep. when we were some when we were somewhat in playoff contention, that's when they should have made the move to Jacoby Brissett. Um, you know, especially when we started dealing with some injuries and such. Um, you know, and Sam was playing decent to an extent. He had some nice connections to Terry McLaurin. Um, and then obviously he had the touchdown to Curtis Samuel. But yeah, Jacoby Brissett came in eight of ten, was putting balls right on the money, was giving his wide receivers uh opportunities and go and make big plays on the ball. Um I I don't know what the future holds in store for us. I don't know if they want to continue down the road with Sam Howell and, and give him another year or two. I don't know if they're gonna, you know, target a quarterback with, you know, with our top four selection at the moment. I really don't know. I, I hope we're able to get a, a great quarterback. I do not believe in Sam Howell as a as a Washington fan. I know our fan base, a large percentage of our fan base loves and admires this kid for some reason. Um, but this fan base, you know, we've been without a quarterback for so long that. A lot of fans within the fan base, the second we get any type of quarterback, they just fall in love with the person. Yes, they do. Regardless, yes, they do. Regardless, regardless of their, their pros and cons. Regardless they love of, Haneke for some odd reason. 
Yeah, they loved Heineke. They, for some reason, they used to shit on Alex Smith, even though Alex Smith is the most winning quarterback of our franchise in the last like thirty fucking years. Um, you know, oh, he, 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 he's not a mobile quarterback. So what? Everywhere Alex Smith went, he was a winner. Uh, yeah. Like before Alex Smith broke his leg, we were six and two. Like we haven't yeah. been six and two since since the Alex Smith injury. Yeah, uh, and I, I get it. The fan base just wants a quarterback so bad, but dude, like as fans of, and not even of your own fan base, but just as a fan of football, you gotta be able to recognize the, the things a player cannot do for your team. Yep, and you gotta, yep. you gotta, you gotta call it out. You can't just sit there and live with it. You can't just sit there and let them keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again, and yep. and. And want them to still be a franchise quarterback, still, still thinking that they could be a, maybe a generational guy. Yep. Like Sam Howell has not shown anything in what fourteen weeks throughout the season to yep. be a franchise level quarterback. I get it; yep. he's had, you know, I get it. He was once the lead, the passing leader in the NFL, but guess what? We were at the time that he was the NFL passing leader. We had not taken a bye week yet. So no. every other team had taken a bye week and stuff us. So guess what? Sam had what 12, 13 consecutive games of not of just being able to play football and not having to take a day off. And also we were throwing the ball 40, 45 times a game. That was almost more than any team in the NFL. So he had more opportunities to put to put up stats. Another thing that I don't get fans not recognizing is Sam Howe. When he's not turning the ball over and he's not completing the ball to our wide receivers, some of the sacks, yes, are due to our offensive line being bad, but a, a good amount of his sacks are due to him not being able to maneuver through the pocket well enough. Yeah. Just just holding on to the ball for way too fucking long at times. He did it, he did it all um, year. All year. Yeah, like – I and I, I like I said some of the some of the sacks are attributed to the offensive line one one hundred percent they they are a bad bad group but I'm not gonna put all sixty some sacks just on the offensive line and that's what some people would do some people would just say oh he's been sacked sixty one sixty two times it's only the offensive line's fault no go back watch footage and you'll see yep. Sam staring down a single receiver holding on to the football and allowing the pressure to get to him. Or you'll see Sam try to maneuver throughout the pocket and yep. he and he'll and he'll turn into a defender. Like he yep. just doesn't he doesn't have great pocket awareness. He doesn't have great downfield awareness of keeping his eyes downfield and going throughout his progressions and finding the open the truly open receivers. And then and then lastly, he tries to force way too many throws into tight windows. Every now and then, yes, we have our, our guys make plays on the ball and make those throws not look as bad as they are. But at the end of the day, some of those throws are just are so bad, and we're just getting yeah. lucky that our guy made the play and not the defender. Yeah. Like that, Terry, that Terry McLaurin touchdown that Jacoby Brissett threw, that was, I'm happy we got that touchdown, but guess what? That was an underthrown ball by Jacoby Brissett. And yep. Terry McLaurin had to turn around and make a play over the defender to catch it. 
Like yeah. that's the level of play we've had. And and not only Jacoby's done it, Sam Howe has done has made throws like that all year where he's thrown, he's underthrown it, and Curtis had to come back and get it, or Jahan had to come back and get it, or Terry had to come back and get it. Yeah. And before we move on, man, I'm just I'm just gonna say this. Kev, I love you. You know, I love Stafford. I like Puka, I like Cooper Cup. He thinks the Rams are steeper. I'll just say this. Are they steeper because of Stafford? Yes. Yes. Now, can they beat San Francisco when healthy? I don't think so. But, again, that's my opinion. Ben, I don't know how you – listen, I will say this. I will say this. Please, NFL gods, Ben Fear, can we please get a Rams versus Lions playoff game? Can we do that? I think that's a very possibility, Ben Fair. I would I would love that. I mean, the, Ram, the Rams have exceeded all expectations this year. You know, I think we I all – I think we all expected the Rams to be, you know, third or fourth in that division, nowhere near a playoff spot because of how their roster – because of how their roster was constructed. You uh-huh. know, Puka, Puka Nakula came out of nowhere. Yes. Uh, Cooper Cups, you know, has been pretty, pretty good this year despite some of the injuries. Kyron Williams has been he's been extremely effective for them. And then defensively, man, they've just been playing better football than we gave them credit for. You know, Byron, Byron Young, their, their young rookie has been great for them. Ernest Jones has been very good for them as well. And then obviously they got Jordan Fuller and they got John Johnson and obviously they got Aaron Donald. So the guys that are there on that defense are, are playing well enough for them to win football games. Now, we'll see if they can go all the way. Do I believe in Stafford? Yes, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. This NFL season is fun, man. I can't wait to see it. Now, please, NFL guys, please make my wish. All right. Um, Cowboys, Bills, here we go, Ben Bear. Now, Andrew Gerald Jones, I respect you. I love you. But here, here, but here you go. He goes, Mike McCarthy was just wasting time by calling a play action on 39 with no Zach Martin. Well, I'm just going to say this, ladies and gentlemen. The reason why I'm not high on the Cowboys, listen, I'd love, I'd love, which, by the way, shout, shout out to my friend Ashley Baker. She got proposed. Congrats. By the way, she's a Cowboys fan. Um, you know, her birthday's on Thursday, so obviously she didn't have a good week, obviously, with the Cowboys. But I'm just going to say this, man. The Cowboys are the, the team that they, we thought they were because, because, listen, I love, I love their Dan Quinn, like no shit, right? But my thing is, my thing is, listen, shout out to the, to the Bills, man, because since, since Joe Joe um, uh, Joe Brady has been taking over, the offense has been clicking. So I'm happy with Josh Allen is playing the right ways. Now, however, however, the Cowboys, when the Cowboys play a good team, like for example, if they play like a quarterback like Josh Allen, they can't beat Josh Allen. Let's keep it a bean. They didn't. They, last time the Josh Allen was in Dallas, they beat they beat Zach. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is, Ben, the only reason why I'm not high in the Cowboys is because of Mike fucking McCarthy. He benefits because of Aaron Rodgers. That's it. That's it. Other than that, what? what and let's, by the way, I don't know if you listen to Mika Parsons' podcast, but you saw Mika Ben. He's like, oh, my goodness. Why are people overreacting about our, our loss to in Buffalo? Go ahead, Ben. Or yours, because we keep telling people the Cowboys are frauds because of their coach. But it is what it is. But go ahead, Ben. You can preach to those so, out there. They love that. So, they love that. So to, to Michael Parsons, like you can't take what he says too serious, especially when it's on his podcast. Like, and it's no disrespect, but like you expect a player from a team that just lost to stick up for his team, right? So yeah. like Michael Parsons is obviously going to be like, yo, I don't get it why people are you know, talking crap about us to listen to the Bills. 
the reason we're talking crap about you guys to listen to the Bills is because guess what, Cowboys fans and, and Cowboys players, y'all believe you're the greatest franchise to ever exist. Y'all believe y'all believe you're still America's team, even though you haven't mm. won since the fuck since, since you haven't won since the fucking nineties. Like <laughs> the reason the reason we 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 hold your losses to a different standard than, than some other teams is because y'all talk so much mess and and media. Big time media, ESPN and Fox. You love their nuts. They love their nuts. (laughs) They they fucking yeah. They ride y'all's fucking dick. Excuse my French, but they ride y'all's. They 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 ride y'all's coattails like no other team in existence. Like y'all, if y'all go beat the Arizona Cardinals thirty to zero, everyone's like, oh my god, look how great the Cowboys are. But the second they lose to a good team. Nobody wants to say anything. So us, as small media talkers, as small podcasters, we're going to be the ones that should hold you accountable. The Cowboys this year, outside of their Eagles win, their one Eagles win, have not played well against top superior teams. They got blown the fuck out by the 49ers, right? Yep. They got – the Eagles did beat them, so it's not like – they swept the Eagles. They split the series with the Eagles. They took one at home and then and they lost the other one on the road. Yep. Um, you know, all their wins, their, their wins were against what? The Cardinals? The Commanders? No, they lost the Cardinals in Arizona, remember? Oh, they did lose Arizona. So their, their wins are against what? The Giants? Wow. Congratulations. The Commanders? Wow. Congratulations. Ben, they beat like, the Panthers. Yeah, like the Panther, like you, you haven't beaten any you beat the Jets, congratulations. You beat the Patriots, congratulations. You beat the Chargers, congratulations. You beat the Rams, congratulations. You beat the Seahawks, congratulations. None of those teams outside of the Seahawks and the Rams are even remotely considerate for playoff contention. Even the yep. Rams and Seahawks, yet yes, they're in playoff contention some to a, to an extent, but yeah, no yeah. one's really worried about the Seahawks or Rams, right? So your only good win all season long has is your one win against the Eagles. That's your only good victory, right? And yeah. so when you lose to a Bills team who's been up and down all season long, like yeah. yes, when the when the Bills are hot, they're a great team. But the they Bills are. have been the Bills have been the most inconsistent good team in football this year. I agree. I agree. They they, they, they haven't been able to, to put two games in a, two great games back to back. You know they they beat good teams. They lose the bad teams. Like the Bills are, are are pretty much the same fucking team as the Cowboys. And if the Cowboys are as good as people try to make them out to be. They should have won this game easily. Like this wasn't a this wasn't even a game where Josh Allen was superior. Josh Allen yeah. didn't even have a hundred yards passing. They, they won the ball. Dest- they got destroyed by James Cook, who who I had talked about earlier being pretty yeah. inconsistent this year. He just yeah. had a career game. Do you know? Do you know the Bills ran for more yards on the ground than the Cowboys had total offense? Period. Oh my goodness! My goodness gracious! They had more yards just on the ground than the Cowboys had completely all, completely all together offensively. That's mm. fucking awful. But yet, <laughs> you you. But yet, you didn't hear Stephen A. Smith talk about it. Yet, you didn't mm. hear Dan Orlovsky and Matt Hogan. <laughs> 
you for damn sure, you for damn sure didn't hear Skip Bay was talking about this awful fucking loss. Like, why why aren't media members talking about Cowboys losses the same way they talk about Cowboys wins? It never makes sense. And they do ben, year Andrew after says, year after we, year. But Ben, Andrew, our boy Andrew says we that didn't have Zach Martin. Well, guess what, Andrew? I don't care. Here. I don't look, I don't I, I'm tired of that shit. One, one, I'm tired of that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. Because Buffalo, especially on the defensive side of the ball, yeah, they're Buff, yes. Buff, Buffalo is probably the most banged up team on the defensive side of the ball yes, compared to any yes, team compared to any team in the entire NFL. They don't have they don't have two of their starting linebackers. They're without one of their starting safeties, and they're without one of the best corners in Tre'Davious White. Yeah, and they yeah. just and, and you can't score but ten points on them. Mm. Oh, don't give me that shit that, oh, they didn't have Zach Martin. Well, guess what? If Dak had a trouble throwing the ball, why didn't you run the ball more with Tony Pollard? Mm. If, if, if you didn't have Zach Martin on your left side, why didn't you utilize the right side of your own line? Oh, and, and last time I checked, when the fuck did we care about left guards? <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought the only – to me to me personally – the only offensive line position groups that I thought mattered was your left tackle, your right tackle, yep, right your tackle. center. Yep. I've exactly. never, I've never in my history of, of watching football seen anyone say, oh, my God, our left guard or right guard isn't in today. We're fucked. I've never heard in my entire life someone talk about the guard position. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say it's not important, but right. – Never heard people talk about an offensive guard. I, I get it. Zach Martin is a future Hall of Famer, right? But let's be honest. Zach Martin has not been good for two years now. Mm. Like even when Zach Martin has been healthy this year, he's been he's gotten exposed. And even last year, Zach Martin had gotten exposed. Let's not sit here and talk about Zach Martin is the fucking left tackle and because he was without that they just had a crap ton of pressure coming from that side. Ben, can, I, can I make a huge example? Uh, you know, Tua is without his half of his own line, but he's still winning games, right? Interesting. Interesting. And, 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 bro, when I was on Andrew's show last week, guess what team they were talking to me about offensive line? They were talking about the Houston fucking Texans being without three to four of their own linemen. Yeah, yeah. Season. Season and games. guess what? And CJ still playing at an all-time level despite mm. missing offensive linemen. So don't give me this shit that, oh, the Cowboys got blown the fuck out because they were without 35-year-old Zach Martin. My God. My freaking God. I'm so sorry, Cowboys fans, that you were without your left fucking guard who is a minute away from fucking retirement. I'm so sorry that I forgot that you were without a 78-year-old O-lineman. I'm so sorry. Oh my God! His MVP would die. We're talking about over, pretty much talking about the left fucking guard. Like what the fuck, dude? <laughs> oh my, my left guard was out. But you know what they're gonna say? At least Dak finished up with in, in, in top five in the MVP voting. Oh, well, I don't get. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. All right. Yeah, and, um, and he's think- got. He's and he's got two playoff wins. <laughs> Man, he's got more losses than he does wins in the playoffs. But yeah, we want to consider Dak Prescott the top five quarterback in the NFL. 
I mean, hey, I mean, guess what? You know what's crazy? You know what's ironic? Listen, I love Andrew to death, man. I, I love his opinions, but I'll just say this. Andrew, listen, how the hell do you have number one? For first MVP, number one was Dak. Purdy was number two. It's funny. Purdy beat he beat Dak. And then, Jalen, how the hell? Whatever, Ben. I, listen, I'm not a voter. I don't care. All right. Anyway, speaking of a team that I respect and uh, we, we love, and they're better than the Cowboys, is the Ravens, man. It's after our guy, Wade Cole. I just, by the way, I texted the guy today. Merry Christmas. Shout out to Mama Cole as well but and, and his grandma. But anyways, um, yeah, man, the Ravens are fun to watch. The Jaguars, man, here, here's the deal with the Jaguars, right? I'm going to compare the Jaguars. This is like a good comparison. But I'm just going to compare this team to – because the, both teams have talent, right? But sometimes with their talent, sometimes they're losing games. So, like, for example, right? Like, I'm, like okay, I'm comparing Jaguars to – the Lakers, even though Jaguar, we, we have championships, the Jaguars don't. But I'm, I'm, the only reason why I'm saying that is because Jaguars, they do have talent at the receiving core, right? They have ATN. I know Trevor Lawrence, he has a high spring ankle. I get that, right? But at the end of the day, when they say on the media, when they say in the media, Twitter, social media, we heard Trevor Lawrence, we heard Trevor, they call Trevor Lawrence generational, right? I am not seeing generational from him this year. I'm not. Um, now the Ravens are a better overall team. I mean, you know what's crazy, Ben? The Jaguars defense, they fought hard in this game. I, I gotta give them a lot of credit. But let's keep it a beat up on the Jaguars. They're too young and you know they do a lot of mistakes on offense. I know Trevor is injured. I get that. But overall, Ben, I'm just so happy for Lamar Jackson. Shout out to Lamar Jackson. He has a good overall team. They're playing without Mark Andrews. They got they're gonna have a tough game against the San Francisco 49ers. That that's a pre pre pre-game of a real Super Bowl this year, possibly. It's a rematch. So last time they rematched, it was Flacco versus Kaepernick, lo and behold. I mean, but anyways, with that being said, man, the Ravens are just too fun to watch. I mean, by the way, can we send prayers for Mitchell, man? I, mean, I, feel, I, feel, I feel bad for him, man. He was doing phenomenal. And it's, 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 it sucks that, you know, when we see players hurt. But at the end of the day, Ben, the Ravens, this happens for the Ravens every year with the running backs, Ben. I, 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 know, I know why. They're a physical team, and they they and they run the ball. But Jesus Christ, Ben, walk them every time, every year. This happens for the Ravens for injuries, Ben, especially at running back. I have no idea what's going on with the Ravens and, and their medical situation. Uh, it seems like for the last two, three years, definitely at that running back spot, they've had nothing but injuries. I mean, ever since they drafted J.K. Dobbins, J.K. has been hurt every single year. Injury prone, yeah. Uh, obviously, obviously, we saw last year, you know, they lost, what, Justice Hill and Gus Edwards yeah. along with yeah. J.K. Dobbins. And then yeah. this year, you know, they lost J.K. Dobbins again. Gus Edwards was out for a little bit. And then, you know, like you mentioned, Keaton Mitchell just came onto the scene out of nowhere. Uh, you know, the rookie running back out of Eastern, uh, Eastern Carolina. Yes, and yep, he was, yep. and he was, he was absolutely phenomenal. You know, he's had some massive uh, performances for them, some very big runs uh, during his rookie campaign to to get this Ravens team in the position that they are. And that injury was gruesome, man. That that, it that was. leg, that leg injury was absolutely gruesome. Uh, I wish him uh, a speedy recovery, um, and I, I hope he's able to maintain every single inch of, of his professional skills uh, for him to make a comeback. Because I think, I think Keaton Mitchell is, has proven this year that uh, he can be a very vital uh, player to, to this Ravens offense. Yep. Um, for, for the Ravens to get the win, you know, it was, it was pretty much just a, a, 
a pound, you know, they just pounded the ball uh, the entire game. Uh, Lamar didn't have to make too many big throws nope. uh, with his arm. Uh, and, and a couple of the big plays he made were just ch- check downs to Isaiah Likely, who went and made yep. uh, stuff happen in open field. So uh, shout out Isaiah Likely for two big yes, performances back to back. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, not his best game, you know, obviously dealt with some uh, accuracy issues. Yep. Um, you know, I, I'm sure that that ankle injury, much like Joe Burrow to start the year, you know, is, is affecting him a little bit it when, is, it comes it to, when it comes to planning his feet, uh, when yep. it comes to moving around the pocket and stuff. Um, I think one of the biggest reasons why Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked generational this year is, you know, been a little bit due to his receiving core. Um, yeah. Oh, interesting. You know, his, his his number one receiver. You know, the big name, the big addition was Calvin Ridley from a season yeah. ago, and and Calvin has been you know very up and down this year. He's had more bad games than he's had good ones. Um, Zay Jones has been in and out of the lineup consistently. <coughs> obviously, <coughs> excuse me. Obviously. They played this game without Christian Kirk as well, who, you know, aside from Evan Ingram has been, you know, probably the most productive target. Uh, And and they weren't able to run the game against his Ravens team, which we all knew going into it that they would have struggles. So, um, you know, the the Jaguars tried, like you mentioned, their defense played their their tail off. But unfortunately for them, unfortunately for them, it it wasn't enough to, to, to get the victory over the Ravens. Yeah, but can we give one more shout-out to – I want to give a shout-out to a Jaguar player, Trayvon Walker, man. He is playing well, so it's out to him, man. I mean, hey, you're living out your expectations. I'm just so happy for you. All right, now speaking of a team, Ben Fair, now here we go. The sky is falling in Philadelphia. Here we go, Ben Fair. I was listening to the radio. The fans are panicking. It's, it's almost Christmas over here. Lord have mercy. I'm just going to say this, Ben. Um uh, well, I'm just going to read you here. Somebody tweeted this year, and I, I, I'm actually agreeing with the tweet. So this guy said, Eagles lose Jamal Haldre, Marcus Epps, Edgar White, CJ Edwards, CJ Gardner Johnson on defense, right? But combined that losing to their losing their defensive coordinator, I'm interested to see how they stay top 10 on the side of the ball. So so, so obviously, Ben Fair, they could use one of those guys right now, obviously. Um, ben Fair, let me ask you this, in, in, all, in all seriousness. Who do you trust? Who do you trust? Pen, pencil, boy, pencil boy Matt Patricia or Santa Claus being president for the United States of America next year? I got Santa Claus. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Which, by the way, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think Santa would, would win president the presidency by landslide. Oh yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Well, why not? Give me my cookies. So, anyways, anyways. Right. He's no, he's not gonna give us cookies. You gotta give him cookies. I know. I will see. I'll get. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give him some oatmeal cookies. All right. Listen. At the end <laughs> yeah, of the day. I'll take them. All right, all right, all right. I got, some, I got some. I'll bring you to California right now. All right, listen, man. Listen, we gotta focus here. Uh, all right, now. Overall, Ben, I'm just gonna say this. Well, Brian Johnson, what the fuck, man? Like, man, when you when you're up by four, three minutes to go, why the listen? I know Jalen's listen. Apparently, Jalen was sick. Whatever, what whatever's the case? Because Ben, we got to critic Jalen because that's our job, and he's getting paid money to, to to do so, right? But my thing is this, right? Brian Johnson, what the fuck? We knew Seattle. We you know Seattle has a good secondary, right? Ben, three minutes to go when you're up by four points. 
you you usually run the fucking ball. Which, by the way, the Eagles' running game was actually working yesterday. I don't get it with these with these play callers, man. When the when when it when the run game when the run game is working, keep running the fucking ball. I don't get it with these things. But whatever. Kyle, shout out to Kyle Shanahan. Anyways, Ben Fair, listen. Now, of course, <clears> when Jalen throws his first, when his intercepts in the fourth quarter, that brings a momentum to Seattle, man. Listen, we gotta give Seattle credit, man. Pete Carroll gets these guys going. The secondary is legit. They just gotta fix the running defense. Actually, soon as they fix that, Ben Fair, now Seattle will be a, the real the, the real team in the, in the West. Set West soon. Now, with that being said, Ben Fair, if you're an Eagles, if you're an Eagles fan, you have to be worried right now because they miss Saint Steichen. They obviously miss Gannon. Obviously, I mean, losing Javon Hargrave. We thought this team was going to be really good on defense, but right now, Ben, I mean, Seth Joyner, listen, he's a Hall of Famer, and Seth Joyner knows football, man. He knows football. If he's mad, he's mad, and he he, he tells the truth. Ben, you saw the video, so. The sky is falling in Philadelphia, and you got to get on Jalen right now. And, and Jalen, uh, let me ask you this, Ben: Are you going to get on get on Brian Johnson, or are you going to get on uh, on Jalen? Because 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 obviously Jalen didn't have make some good throws yesterday, obviously. But and also my thing is Sirianni. What what made you in your right mind? Which you know what's crazy, Ben? They almost had Vic Fangio, but you know what? They chose. Uh, uh, the first year of uh, I forget his name, last name, but uh, he, he he went up in the booth and they chose Matt Patricia. Ben, what in their right mind was Sirianni thinking with Matt Patricia? Lion fans know him. Uh, Lucas Gator knows him. You know what's crazy? So Drew Lock beats him. This man, Matt Patricia. Drew Lock beats Matt Patricia, and then Nick Fo- the king of the king of Philadelphia, Nick Foles, the the, the the what's it called, the the Philly special. That so known as Nick Foles. What the fuck? Anyways, Ben, I think Philadelphia fans should be worried. I know it's not the playoffs yet, but Ben, Seth Jordan called, called it. I mean, by the way how Philadelphia is playing on defense, and Ben, and, and I have to ask you right now, two things, two things. Ben, if you were on my pockets a year a year ago, if I had to ask you, tell you this, would you believe me that Drew Log beat Philadelphia in Seattle last, you know, last night? Would you have said yes? No, you probably wouldn't have. All right, that's number one. Number 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 two. What the hell is Sirianni thinking? For giving the defensive coordinator job to to Matt Patricia calling the plays. What the fuck, man? Has coaches ever learned from Matt Patricia? No. Not not at all. Um, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> My thoughts about this game. Uh, you know, I'm gonna sound a little bit like our, like our boy uh, uh, Manny, dude. Uh, you know, obviously, our designator Jalen Hurts hater. Um, oh boy, yeah, J- yeah. J- Jalen, outside of his two rushing touchdowns and outside of some of the other stuff he did uh, running the football, he didn't look good. He did play a very bad game. So you are right. We, one thing we do do on this pod is we 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 hold everyone to the same level of standard, right? Uh, yeah. Guys who have good games, we credit them. Guys who have bad games, we talk about them. Dak Prescott. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, uh, like we said, Josh Allen, even Patrick Mahomes and his victory did not play good brands of football. Uh, so I, I'm going to call Jalen Hurts out and, and, and say that he does have to take better control of the football. He does have yeah, to be better. Yes, <clears throat> he does have to make way better throws. Both of those interceptions were very bad throws. Both of those interceptions were underthrown passes as well. 
Julian Love did a great job in coverage on both of them, especially that yes. second interception. Yeah. Uh, so I want to make sure we shout out Julian Love. He did a great yes. job in coverage on both of those interceptions. Uh, and, <clears throat> but like you said, you know, Jalen also shouldn't be put in a position like that to to throw the football when they're up late in the game, like you said, with three minutes left. You should be running the football to, to try and drain out the clock as much as you can. Thank especially, you. Especially you should be running the football, like you mentioned as well, when you're running extremely well. I mean, Thank you were you. running you were they were running the football for like four point eight yards per carry. I don't know why you would I don't know why you would stop that. That's a first that's a pretty much a first down every two carries. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't know why you would go away from that, especially late in the game when you're up. Uh, and you force Jalen Hurts to make throws that maybe he's not necessarily always the most comfortable in doing. Jalen, to me, is not the greatest deep throw passer, so I don't know why you're having him throw deep balls time and time again. I understand you have Devonta Smith. I understand you have A.J. Brown, but you got to capitalize on the strengths of your quarterback. And also, Ben, <laughs> if, they, if you throw a pick, that brings a momentum to Momentum yeah, all, all, all the all the momentum changes the second there's any type of turnover, whether it's a fumble, whether it's an interception, whether it's a turnover on downs, whatever it is. Uh, and that's the last thing you want. The last thing you want, especially late in the game, especially against a Seahawks team that's known for, for making late drive comebacks. The last yeah. thing you want to do is give them the, give them the ball. Despite whether it's Drew Locke or Geno Smith or Russell Wilson or or even back in the day when they had Matt Hasselback, the yeah, last thing yeah. you ever wanted to do was give Seattle the ball late in the game. <clears throat> One of the primary reasons why you don't want to do it against this Seattle team, like, like I mentioned, whether they have Drew Locke or Geno, is they have three amazing wide receivers. Yes, they they do. Very, and they have a very good running back. Um, DK Metcalf and that final drive was making catch after catch after catch. Oh my god, couldn't, Metcalf was so fucking great. Let's go, DK. Yes. They, they they couldn't they could not stop DK Metcalf whatsoever. That that grab, he, Bradbury, that, 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 that grab he made falling to the ground and, and it almost could have been an interception, but DK yeah. caught it with uh with his hand and his hip. That was an incredible catch. And then, and then the the touch the game winning what touchdown pass to Jackson Smith and Jigbo was was an incredible ball by Drew Locke. Yes. Um, so, you know, like I said, we give we want to give credit to to guys who play good games, and and for Drew Locke, <clears throat> someone who is you know constantly been regarded as pretty much a journeyman since his time in Denver, um, yep. you know, an up an up and down quarterback. Uh, for Drew Locke to come in, you know, with like a week of preparation to go up against an Eagles team and, and lead them to a comeback victory, uh, you know, Drew Locke deserves all the credit in the world. So shout out to him for getting a massive win for his team. Yeah, I, and, and, and lastly, I don't think the Eagles are done. Um, I, <clears throat> now if the Cowboys, if the Cowboys had won this week and the Eagles had lost, then I would say as an to Eagles fans, you should be worried a little bit because now you're in second place instead of first. At the end of the day, you're still in first place. You still have a half game lead over Dallas. Um, so, I, you know, it sucks that you're losing some games, you know, here down the stretch, but I still wouldn't panic fully yet because we're st- at the end of the day, you're still going to make the postseason, regardless if you lose the rest of your games or not. You're still going to make the postseason. And then, secondly, this is a this is still regular season football. 
So at the end of the day, like you want to in regular season, you want to win enough games to make the playoffs. The games that matter the most are the playoff performances. Now, if you perform bad in the playoffs, then we can talk about the Eagles being a fraud the entire year. Yeah, that's facts. So you're, you're, you're preaching right there. And Ben, you have anything to, to a message for a message to Jaden Bradbury? Because remember, this guy said, I mean, you better be scared of me. You better be scared of me. So there you go. Do you have any message for Jaden Bradbury, I don't, man? People, people were getting so so hyped up about James Bradbury last year. And, 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 I'll, and you know, due credit. All, all the credit was deserved. He had a phenomenal year. But that was the first real year Bradbury had been as dominant as he was. Yeah. Like when when the Eagles acquired James Bradbury, people would question that acquisition because James Bradbury had been an up and down corner throughout his early part of his career before coming yep. a Philadelphia Eagle. And so when Bradbury finally had an amazing year, and obviously he got his compensation for it, people expected him to perform at the same level. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's it's very rare that we see guys just. Mm, miraculously come out of nowhere and have elite seasons, be able to replicate mm-hmm. it the very next year. Like mm-hmm. you had to, people, people had to expect a drop off, but a lot of people are so caught up in the numbers from previous seasons that they expect guys to be able to do the exact same thing the very next year. And that's not always the case. There's a reason there's levels to this shit. There's reasons you have hall of famers, you have very good players, you have average players and you have bad players. There's levels to it. All of the Hall of Famers, they can they can give you this pretty much the same exact numbers from season to season to season. The good players, they can give you a couple good games in a row. They'll have a bad game. They'll give you a couple good games in a row. They might give you a couple bad games, and they'll give you a couple more good games in a row. The average players, kind of like where Bradbury is, he's going to give you a good game and then three or four bad ones. Then he's going to give you two good games and then two or three bad ones. Then he's going to give you a good game or two and then a couple bad ones. Like That's where Bradbury is. Can Bradbury play to a standard above that from time to time? Of course. He did it last year. But you can't expect average-level players to play at a higher level than what they are on a consistent basis when they haven't shown it to you on a consistent basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and real quick, we have to go back to the offseason. Would you have signed CJ? Would you have signed uh, Brad? For me, I'm going CJ. I don't care. I mean, it, it all depends. Like, <clears throat> you never know if a player when a player is going to get hurt or not. So, if, whether you got CJ or you got Bradbury, at least with Bradbury, he's he was out there on the football field this year, right? You're, you're right. Despite you're right. despite bad performances or not, right? Bradbury. Yeah at least shows up every Sunday. CJ Gardner Johnson is an is has always been an injury prone guy. CJ Gardner Johnson played exceptional exceptionable last year. And I think yeah. they would have I definitely think they would have benefited from having CJ because CJ is a two way defensive back. He can play safety and corner. He plays yeah. safety and corner. And so you know that's you, you want someone who's a little bit more versatile. And and so for that case I would have kept CJ but I don't. When it comes to actual like skill set, skill set, despite like I said, despite CJ playing two positions, I think you get the same out of both of them. So it's hard to 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 make that adjustment because like, had they kept CJ and he got hurt just like he did in Detroit, what the second week of the season? Yeah. Now you now you now you don't have a DB for ten twelve weeks. That's true. At least with at least with Bradbury, you had somebody 
despite having a mediocre season, he was at least out there every game. That's true. You're, you're right about that. You're very, very right about that. Um, and, one, and one more thing, which probably before we get to our picks, Ben, do you know a receiver call for Texas A&M, Evan Stewart? You know him? Yeah, I was talking about him earlier. I love Evan okay. Stewart. Okay, he's, he entered the transfer portal just now. Oh, my God. Uh, so, so, hey, so maybe that's why people have been holding off from A&M, you know? Like, I, like I, when we were talking about the transfer portal earlier, Yep. They had they have Noah Brown and I believe the other guy's name is Aeneas Smith. So yes. they had Noah Brown and Nia Smith and Evan Stewart. That would have been right up there with Colorado's wide receiving core uh, as one of the best yeah. wide receiving cores in the country. So yeah. for Evan Stewart to enter the portal, who Now Evan let me ask Stewart, you if you're Evan if you're Evan Stewart and you're a very if you're a smart man, where what team should he go to if he was smart? <laughs> If Evan Stewart, Evan Stewart needs to go to a school that has a quarterback. Um, Evan Stewart, Evan Stewart is probably going to play one more year in college, so no I, reason I to go to no no reason to go to school where you might have to wait a, a year for the good quarterback to, to show up, right? So if I was Evan Stewart, you know I would, you know I would look at Michigan State potentially. I like, I, I like what Jonathan Smith has done so far in, in his recruitment. Um, you know, maybe USC, you guys need a, a wide receiver desperately. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Um, you guys, yeah. y'all, y'all lost Taz Washington, Breeden yeah. Rice, and uh, y'all lost that other kid to the transfer portal. Yeah, and more, um, I think, I think, I think, I think Marty Williams got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to really think here. Um, I mean, Oregon would be a great one to go and oh work my with, God. Dylan, with Dylan Gabriel. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. I'm, Honestly, the school I would look at, I guess, right now, I mean, go to Ole Miss. Go to Ole yeah. Miss, dude. I, I, I think Ole Miss I, – I legitimately think Ole Miss has a chance to be a top-four program next year. You know, I agree. You, you got, I agree. You, you, got, you got a pretty good quarterback in Jackson Dart. Yeah. Um, you, have, you have the best running back in the entire country in Quinchon Junkins. Yeah. Um, you, you have a pretty good offensive line. You could you and you and Antoine Wells would be one of the best two-headed wide receiver duos in the entire country. Um, the defense is going to be a lot better next year. Lane, Lane Kiffin has produced players to the NFL level from the wide yes. receiver spot. So I, I would honestly look at Ole Miss if I was Evan Stewart, man. I, I feel man. like they have a I feel like they have a great shot. If Lane Kiffin can get that shot to Lane Kiffin. Now here we go. All right, week sixteen. Saints Rams on Thursday. I'm definitely gonna watch, and the Rams should win this game. What about, what about you, Ben? They should win this game. They better. Uh, I'm gonna go Rams. The game's in SoFi. Both teams are coming off pretty pretty nice win, so uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Rams. I believe in Stafford. Yes, sir. I, I mean, I'd, I'd rather have him than Derek Carr. All right, Bengals Steelers. I'm going with the Bengals. <laughs> I mean, enjoy your time, Bengals fan. Enjoy your time. This is gonna be easy. I think Bengals should at least score 30. I know it's in Pittsburgh, but they should score 30 because you're playing Mason Rudolph. And once again, A.B. is going to say free Mason Rudolph. And no, A.B., I know you. I don't know why you love Mason Rudolph. Whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, if you have Jake Browning in fantasy, please play him this week. All right, Ben, who you got? I'm sure you got Bengals regardless, right? Yeah, I got I got Bengals, man. Uh, Browning has been playing better, better quarterback play than any Steelers quarterback this year. 
how funny would it be if Mason Rudolph wins this game, especially before Christmas? Lord have mercy. All right, Bills, Chargers. I'm sure Mason. I'm sure Mason Rudolph is just happy. Miles Garrett's not in that game. Oh, you're right. You're right. But, I mean, hey, it's it's the Orange team, but they don't have Miles Garrett. Look at that. Bills and Chargers. I'm going with the Bills for sure. What about you, Ben? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bills. Josh Allen. Despite their win, Josh Allen didn't have a good performance. So he usually yeah. has – after a bad performance, he usually has a good one. So I'm going to go with the Bills as well. Yep. They should be, it better be the Chargers. Oh, here we go, Ben Fair. Commander versus Andrew Jarrell Jones' team. Here we go. So, who do you think wins this game? Now, for me, I'm not going to – Low-key, I want the Commanders to lose and get the better pick. But – Oh my God! It's in New York. I mean, if he has to bet this money, I would not be surprised. With low scoring. It's oh my God! It's on Sunday. Ben Fair. If you had to bet your money, who wins this game in New York? Even though this is one of my teams, I'm not watching this fucking tragedy <laughs> of the game. Um, this is this is going to be an ugly game. Um, I don't want the Commanders to win. I want us to be able to keep our draft spot. So I'm going to take the Jets actually. Yeah, I want to go just to uh, for for to save my pick. I want to save my winning streak. I'm going to go with the Commanders for this one to be smart with this because we know where the Jets are at this point. The Lions and Vikings. I'm going with the Lions unless Ben. It's a division game. You never know. CJ Garner Johnson's back. So do you think the Vikings can upset the Lions in Minnesota? It wouldn't surprise me by the way how the NFL is no. going. I, the Lions. Go ahead. If Nick Mullins plays anything like he just did this previous weekend against his Detroit team, uh, they're, they're going to get blown out. They're going to get absolutely blown out. Um, I, I just don't think Nick Mullins is able, is able to carry his, his Vikings team to another good performance. I'm going to take Detroit. Hey, it's in Minnesota. We shall see. All right, Browns and Texas. I'm going with the Texans because C.J. Stroud is back. But, hey, if Joe Flacco can get a victory again, we shall see. But who you got? Joe Flacco has been playing good football despite being yes. 79. Um, but, yeah, you said CJ's back. You know, Devin Singletary is coming off of a big game. Hopefully they can get Nico Collins back as well. I'm going to take Houston, man. I just like them a little bit more. All right. Packers, Panthers is easy. Packers is easy. Way easy. I'm going to go with my boy Bryce Young. Uh, oh, I, think the Packers, I, think, I think the Packers do win the game, but I, I'm going to believe in my guy Bryce, man, this week. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I would be biased too. Seattle and Tennessee. I'm going with Seattle. Yeah, I'm going Seattle, man. I do not believe in Mayo Boy whatsoever. <laughs> oh man, possibly Drew Lock versus Will Levis. Two white quarterbacks. Lord have mercy. All right, Coles, two, av- two average ass white quarterbacks. Lord have mercy. I rather, sadly, I would rather have Drew Lock, and I hate to say it. Okay, Coles. I would rather have Drew Locke as well because at least at least his ego isn't as high as fucking Will Levis. Will Will Levis, like 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 Drew Locke. Drew Locke knows he's an average quarterback. Will Levis is an average quarterback who thinks he's a generational quarterback. Oh, well, at least hey hey man, at least Drew Locke can rap and at least, at least he can, he can do the giddy. Man. Drew Locke, all right. No, hey, just because Drew Locke rapped once does not mean Drew Locke can rap. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, Drew Locke is not right. a Drew, Drew Locke is not a rapper, bro. <laughs> All right, okay, he's a good singer. I heard, that's what I heard from people. All right, All right anyways. Yeah, yeah so, so, is Oladipo, so is Victor Oladipo. So is Victor Oladipo, but like you don't see Victor creating really? a, really? a, a music. Victor Oladipo is an amazing singer. Amazing Damn. singer. Right, Victor. Okay, Victor. Okay, okay. 
All right. Shout out to the real victor. All right. Anyways, Colts and uh, Colts and Falcons. I'm going with the Colts. I don't trust Arthur Smith at this point. I don't give a shit if it's in Atlanta. I'm going with the Colts. I do not trust Arthur Smith as well. He's probably going to give Bijan Robinson one carry. <laughs> he'll, give, he'll give Tyler Algier 75. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Gardner Minshew, man. He's been impressive. Man, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? We're going with the Colts. But, but how, man, I, hey, listen, by the way, how this NFL season is going, it would have surprised me if the Falcons out of the sudden win this game. Lord, that's how that's how crazy this NFL season is going. Jaguars, Bucks. You know what? Let's, I'm going Baker, man. Let's go Tampa Bay. Same Tampa Bay. You know, Baker's on fire. Let's go, man. Even though Jacksonville defense is good, but I don't care, man. Trevor Lawrence has a high spray ankle. He's not playing with how he's, you know, it's, it's, yeah. So I'm going the Bucks for now. I'm going Bucks for sure in Tampa Bay. Despite Baker to Faker having a relatively good season, I still can't take him, man. I still, I will bet against him every single week. Uh, I'm, right. I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence, man. I think they, they look a little bit better this week. All right. Cowboys at Miami. Tyreek Hill should be back. I'm going with the Miami Dolphins and the Cowboys lose. I mean, listen, Dak is going to chill in Miami. Ben, you saw him and Zeke chilling in Miami at, at, at the strip club. I mean, I'm sure he's going to have fun. But it's not going to be enough to beat Miami. I'm going with the Tua and the Miami Dolphins. Let's go. I am also going with Miami. Dallas will lose their second game in a row. Yep. Ben, fair. Let me ask you a question. Would you believe in uh, video game boy Tyler Murray, or are you believing in Justin Fields? Because I'll say this right now, I'm leaning towards the Cardinals because I think they have better coaching. I think uh, I don't trust Luke Getze. This is in Chicago. I'm ah, shit. I'm going with ah. I'm going with the Bears. I'm not really confident because Luke Getze sucks. How, how do you feel about this game? It's in Chicago. This. This should be an interesting game. You know, a Cardinals defense has been competitive. Uh, you know, two quarterbacks possibly looking might be looking for a new home in the offseason. I'm gonna go Chicago. I'm gonna go Chicago, man. I like them just a little bit better, a little bit more. And, and shout right, out, shout least. out, my, shout out, my boy Montez Sweat, man. Montez and his short time with Chicago has had just as many sacks as he did in Washington. So shout out Montez Sweat for having, a, for having a career year. I'll say this. The Bears are signing the right player. They're training for the right player. Just please draft the right players. And if you do that, you guys are right, right there. All right. Patriots and Broncos, Sunday night game. Lord have mercy. Um, the Broncos have to win this one. They, I mean, they should win this one. So, Ben, I'm sure you're going with the Broncos. Yeah, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Broncos, even though I don't really want to root for them. Patriots have just been playing terrible football all season. Facts. And they're taking low key. It's it's interesting when they can't spy, spy the footballs anymore. Interesting, uh, huh, Ben? All right, Raiders Chiefs. I'm, <laughs> sorry, Lucas. Raiders Chiefs. I'm going with the Chiefs. But Ben Fair, could you see upset here? I mean, you never know. The last time they played each other, it was close. So Ben, it's a division game. You never know. I'm going with the Chiefs. But 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 the way how the Chiefs receivers are playing, would you be surprised if the Raiders pull up and, up and put up the upset? I think the Raiders could pull up an upset if the Raiders if the Raiders win this game. I guess you could call it a Christmas miracle. Um, yeah. with, the, with the game being on Christmas Day, um, but I just don't see the Raiders being able to win this. Unfortunately, as, as much as we want them to uh, to make our boy Jay happy and stuff, yeah. I, I just think I think Kansas City is going to bounce back and, and and come out victorious. All right. Tommy DeVito versus Dylan Hurts. I'm going with the Eagles. I'm confident, but Ben Fair, if Tommy DeVito beats this team on Christmas Day, 
By the way, shout out to the Italians out there, man. I, I, I'm not there. I'm, I'm, that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, shout out, shout out to the Sopranos. No, but seriously, Ben Fair. I'm sure you got the Eagles, but Ben Fair. If we had to talk about this game and Tommy DeVito beats the Eagles, how would you feel? If Tommy DeVito wins this game, Tommy DeVito deserves the starting spot next year. Uh, you might as well. You might as well cut Danny Dimes or trade Danny Dimes <laughs> because. And Tommy DeVito wins this game. He deserves that starting spot next year. And yeah, like, do I don't even think I don't even think Tommy's a good quarterback. But if he if he wins this game, he deserves that spot. Yeah, but people, well, Eagle fan didn't thought Drew Luck was a good quarterback until they got beat by them. So him, so hey, there you go. How about that? Now the best game on Monday: Ravens and the and Niners. If, the if you if you if you can lose the Drew Luck, you can definitely lose the Tommy DeVito. You can. You can. You can. And at the, if you're an Eagle fan, that happens. Then you might as well be uh, you might as well be the Wild Coyote, right? What is the what, what is that sign? If, if, if y'all lose to the Giants, you might as well. If Philly loses to the Giants, Philly fans should just start watching Sitzer games. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that, they have the real culture over there. All right, Ravens and the best game: the Ravens and the Niners in San Francisco. The Ra- the Niners are favored by six. Whoever wins this game. Pretty much the winner of this game gets the MVP. I'm going with the Niners. They're hot right now. Their offense is hot. I mean, Ben, this is going to be such a good game because it can go either way. Like, could I be, would I be surprised if Lamar Jackson beat us? No. I mean, this is a good game, man. We're going to find out who's the real team. Obviously, the Ravens are without Mark Andrews. But, Ben, the last time the Niners played the Ravens, it was in Baltimore. We lost by three. We had Jimmy G. Now we have a real quarterback of Brock Purdy. We're going to find out how good he's going to be against the Ravens defense. So, Ben Fair, I'm going with the Niners. I'm very confident. How do you feel about this game? This is a good game, man. This is a really fucking good game. Yeah, I'm glad the they gave us. For you, ben, the biggest question for you, Ben, can the Ravens defense stop the Niners offense? That's going to be the key. I, I mean, I think they can. I think they're good enough. Uh, they've been good enough all season long, and They've showcased it against some team from time to time that they can pretty much stop anybody. So they can they could definitely, you know, take you take your offense out of the game. I don't know if they do or not. Uh, ultimately, I'm just I'm just happy the NFL at least gave us one good game for Christmas. Ah, you know, ah. No, no one's really gonna watch that Raiders Chiefs game. No, no one's no one's gonna watch that Eagles Giants game. But but everybody probably will be turning into this Ravens 49ers yes. game. Um, you know, with, with you guys being at home, it's definitely an advantage in, in your guys' favor. Um, it, it's hard to pick an outcome, man, because both teams have great defenses. Both teams have offenses that can get hot at any moment. I think you guys are just – I'm going to give it to you guys with the, by a slight edge just because you guys are, are, are a bit healthier than, they, than them. And, yeah. Yeah, we, we know we know sometimes health can be the primary factor on why a team loses. So, yeah, I think that's going to be why the Ravens lose this game. Is you know they're just beat up a little bit more compared to y'all. In fact, honestly, man, I told Niner fans this. I told you, I'm going to tell you this right now. The Niners control their own destiny for this for this number one seed. If they beat the Ravens, they play the Commanders next week. If they beat the Ravens, they beat the Commanders this week. They pretty much have the number one seed. And I don't give a fuck what happens week seventeen. It, they, bro, they control their own destiny. That's all they have to do is win two games. No, they do. They do. They do. Yes. So we're, we're going to find out. But, Ben Fair, let me ask you this, my friend. i got to ask you this. Do you have the tickets for next week's game for Bama and Michigan? 
I do. They they weren't cheap. Uh, they're not the greatest tickets in the world. Uh, but yeah, I, I will be watching that game. I will be cheering on that game. And heck, heck, I might be fighting any Michigan fans that try to. <laughs> Well, listen, we're going to talk about that game and pick the game on Tuesday. But right now, listen, I'm going to ask you again on Tuesday. How do you feel right now about the game? I'm going to ask you again on Tuesday, though. But how do you feel about next week? Are you nervous or are you confident? Because, listen, Michigan fans are like this. Michigan versus everybody. You know, um, you know, Jim Hart and Tacky Pants is back, obviously. They, Michigan fans told me everybody better better fear our mascot. Our ma- our mascot is very scary. So, anyways, Ben Fair, how do you feel about next week? Are you nervous? Are you confident? Because by the way, how Jalen's playing, he's on fire. So, how do you feel about about next week? Are you confident? Are you really confident? By the way, how how but, um, but we're very close to next week. How confident are you for next week? Last time, last time I checked, an elephant was way scarier than a wolverine. Uh oh! Um, uh oh! Uh oh! An, an, an elephant is definitely a lot bigger and a lot stronger than a wolverine is. Mm. Um, I can't I can't sit here and lie to you and say I'm not a tad bit nervous. Um, you know, Michigan's got a great defense, and you know, uh, we we haven't. You know, we've been good defensively and good offensively. You know, to close the season out, but you know, there have been times through this season where Alabama struggled to stop the run. And, you know, the specialty of, of Michigan is running the football. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, they if we can stop the run and, and force the ball to, to be in J.J. McCarthy's hands and, and force him to make throws, then I'll feel a lot more comfortable. Um, you know, Michigan's got a great offensive line, too. They had their entire offensive line um, as Big Ten All-Americans on their first and second team. So, you know, that's – that's a tough task to, to ask any defensive front to go up against, you know. Um, so it, it's going to be it's going to be a tougher game than than uh, than usual, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, when it comes to college football, when it comes to the college football playoffs, if, if there's a coach and a team that I'm a believe in, it, it's going to be Nick Saban now in Facts. Alabama. You know. Fact. Despite being an Alabama fan, you know, a lot of people might say, oh, well, that's that's easy to say. But, I mean, of all the coaches and all the teams in the playoffs this year, there's only there's only one team and one coach that's proven to, to be a, a winner, and, and that's Nick Saban. I mean, yes. John, Harbaugh, John Harbaugh hasn't won a single playoff game. Jim Harbaugh, yet. Jim Harbaugh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, whoever. Neither one of them have won a playoff game yet, mm. a college football playoff game. Um, you know, JJ, I'll, I'll take Jalen Milrow over JJ McCarthy all day. Mm. Um, I like the hire that Nick Saban made for for our linebacking coach to, to grab a former the, the former linebacking coach of Michigan. <laughs> you know. Now I thought that was a brilliant move by him. You know, to to get somebody who knows. Yes. To get somebody who knows the, the intricacies of, of what Michigan likes to do defensively, I thought that was a tremendous hire. Like, what what what's a better way to, to figure out what Michigan likes to do defensively than get somebody who coached their defensive players? So I thought that was a tremendous hire. Um, I have faith in our team, but I, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. I don't think it's going to be like no, that yeah. Georgia TCU national championship game type of score, but – Right. I do think I do think Alabama wins. 
Um, I think we win by at least 10. Um, but I think it's going to be a great game, man. And it, it, it should be fun seeing uh, Michigan fans drive home all the way back to Michigan uh, after losing in the Rose Bowl. But listen, apparently Michigan wants that smoke. Apparently Michigan fans like Darnell Porter, he wants to smoke. They want to smoke. The last thing I'll say is after the game, Michigan fans, if, if y'all lose to us, please don't go run and hide. Please. Mm. Like, you guys you guys called for us. Um, you guys mocked some, – some of your fan base mocked us. Um, you know, late in the season – Vince, you know who exactly who I'm talking about. Oh, I know, um, I know. So, you know, you, you guys wanted us. You guys called us out, uh, and, and now you got us. So if and, and I told Michigan fans, if, if they want me to respect them, then win a playoff game. And no better way for to get the respect of an Alabama fan than, than to beat Alabama in a playoff game. So if they yeah. beat us, I'll give them all the respect that they deserve. If they lose to us, I hope they're ready for all the shit talking yeah. in the world because oh, yeah. they no, ran man, their I'm, mouth. They they I'm, ran I'm, their I'm, mouth I'm, all season I'm, long. I'm really, I love this. I love it. People don't understand. This is why it's great about college football. We, college football made this so great, man. Bama's being petty, and I love it. You know, Michigan fans are saying Michigan versus everybody. You know, and you know, Michigan fans are saying I'm not really scared of Bama receivers. I'm not scared of a Ben Ferris like saying I'm not scared of Jason McCarthy. So there you go. So Ben, either way, listen, what's crazy, either way, to me, in my opinion, is Bama versus everybody. Because first of all, you're you're playing in California, and then next you got to travel to Texas because I think Texas is going to be Washington, and it's going when it, when, it, when when we see Texas and Bama, I mean Bama's not going to be favored because Bama's literally playing with the Texas literally playing in Texas, and literally the Texas Longhorns have the advantage because all their fan base will be there. But guess what? Ben wants to smoke because ben, I, I believe – listen, Nick Saban, I, I love this, man. I love this. I can't wait for next week. Me and Ben will talk about it. It's going to be great. So, people, enjoy their enjoy your weekend. Ben Fair, before we go, um, do you have any article that you're writing this weekend or for the Christmas break? Um, I wrote an article that was supposed to be published today. I'm still waiting for our boy Will to publish it. Uh, It's on the college football transfer portal. Uh, Hopefully it comes out today. If not today, I'll text them and it should, it will be out tomorrow. So stay on, keep, keep a lookout for that. Um, And then this weekend, the movie article, I'm still debating on what I'm going to do. I think I might cover the, uh, the Marvel and Jonathan Majors situation um, because, you know, Marvel, now that Jonathan Majors won't be in the Marvel series, um, a lot of uh, Marvel titles uh, are, are in question now. Obviously, Jonathan Majors was a big story plot of the TV show Loki they had going on. Obviously, yeah. they had the Avengers Kong Dynasty that Jonathan Majors was going to be a part of. And then there was another Avengers movie um, that Jonathan Majors was supposed to be a part of that they're that they're also going to have to put on hold. So a, a lot of a lot of stuff happened um, this previous weekend uh, when it comes to Marvel and, and their decision to move forward and some of their uh, movie productions. Yes, sir. So which, by the way, said so you guys were you guys can follow me at Respectable Bing. Obviously, you guys can follow me on my other account. Ben size day 24 episode 173 was great. We'll quit before we go, Ben. Uh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie? Uh, yeah. I, I think so. 
there, I have two answers. I think the best Christmas movie ever is Elf. Uh, but my favorite, my favorite Christmas movie ever is definitely Home Alone one and two. Hey, um, okay, okay. I don't, okay. I don't think I don't I don't think you can go wrong with Home Alone one or two. But yeah. Elf, to to me, Elf, Elf just does a great job of of bringing together Christmas spirit. It, it does a great job at you know you know from the storyline of, of Will Ferrell's character. Yeah. Um, to to you know bringing families together after a long time of, of being apart, um, you know I, I think it just does a great job at showcasing uh, the holiday spirit. So I think Elf is also a great choice. All right. Well, my my my. What, what about you? Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, but humbug. No, I'm kidding. I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, for me, I would say Yogi Bear's Christmas. I love Yogi Bear. I always love Yogi Bear. What the number two. What the freak? Number two, <laughs> yeah. Number two, I'm going with. Um, I, I like the movie with Michael Keaton. Is, is, is it Jack Frost or Jack? Was it Jack? Was it Jack? You know what I'm Jack, talking about, Jack right? Frost. With the guy? Yeah, Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Yeah, that was a really good movie. I made me cry at the end, by the way. It made me really cry. Uh, that, I, I, in my opinion, I think that was probably Michael, Michael Keaton's best movie, in my opinion. Shout out to you, Michael Keaton. Now, um, Ben Fair, I'll see you next week. Um, be be safe. Enjoy your Christmas. And I'm no, I'm no, I'm gonna enjoy my Christmas. I, I'm know what I'm getting from Santa Claus. But anyways, everybody, be safe. You're getting an ass whooping. Hey, 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 listen, listen, be be careful, my friend. Be careful. All right. But, hey, <laughs> God bless you. I'm gonna pocket with Samari. Literally after this show, we're talking about uh, fantasy football uh, for the playoffs and everything. So hopefully, Ben, you're doing the good. You good for your, your fantasy playoffs. But anyways, shout out to my boy Lucas Ginner. Uh, he won against Luke. But anyways, other than that, God bless you, and I'll see you next week. Peace. Merry Christmas, everybody. Peace. Peace. Merry Christmas.